93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday. It's October 30th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A young child was rushed to the hospital after a firework went inside, went off inside their Philadelphia home on Tuesday. Relatives say the doctors are trying to save the girl's three fingers. It happened at 440 inside the home along the 700 block of North Marvine Street. Police say the 11-year-old girl was playing with a firework when one went off inside the home. It's unclear where the child got the fireworks or if it was illegal. A retired nurse happened to be in the neighborhood and was passing by when she saw the chaotic scene. Uh, she was able to get to the girl and wrap her hand in order to help with the bleeding. The child was transported to the hospital where she's listed in stable condition. Police say there's damage to the second floor bedroom and the drywall where the explosion occurred. Acting Police Commissioner Christine Coulter says with Mischief Night uh, tonight, it's likely others will be tempted to play with fireworks and she warns them not to do it. Earlier this summer, a nine-year-old girl suffered serious injuries to her arms, body, and face when an illegal explosive was detonated in her hands inside her Kensington home. Were fireworks part of your uh, mischief night no. stuff? No. Yeah, Mm-mm. it was never. I know in no, some in areas fact, we was. wanted to keep it kind of quiet. Yeah, yeah. You know, for whatever, you know, egging and yeah, uh, yeah, that's shaving, creaming and toilet papering and all that stuff. You right. didn't want to draw attention to that. Yeah. You know? So, but I guess maybe it's different in some areas. A woman in Norristown, Montgomery County, is accused of stealing over $617,000 from her employer and using the money to pay for her daughter's weddings. According to authorities, 58-year-old Carol Snyder of Green Lane was arrested and charged after she stole money from her employer, Hardy Machine, in Hatfield Township. Uh, William Hardy, the owner of the company, was alerted to the potential thefts when the uh, issuer of the uh, company's credit card called to say the payment was overdue. Hardy believed the credit card to be inactive for several years. Further investigation revealed a total of $1,750 unauthorized and non-business related purchases made between 2012 to August 9th, 2019. No, it's only a thousand. So there you go. 2012, 2019. She was buying stuff for the wedding for that long? Two, it was two daughters. Two daughters. Oh, well. so two separate They'll understand, yeah, right? Everyone I mean, loves a, a wedding. Yeah, oh, come on. Oh, all right. <laughs> right? Sure, I'll pay for both I guess your I'm a softie. Yeah, Kathy, I'm a softie. According to investigators, Snyder made uh, credit card purchases and wrote unauthorized checks related to wedding vendors for two of her daughters, among other entities. Good news, they're pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need that card back. When Hardy confronted her uh, the, uh, with the allegations, Snyder reportedly said, you can have my whole 401k. I don't want to go to jail. Officials from Hardy Machine released a statement that read, in part, the investigation has had no impact on our ability to serve our customers and run our business. We've been in business for over 50 years, and we look forward to what we see as a very bright future. Snyder was the office administrator and a 20-year employee of the company. 20 years, can you imagine? It's crazy. She remains behind bars on $200,000 bail. Some some communities are moving trick-or-treating for Halloween because of the weather. With rain in the forecast for Halloween, some towns are moving trick-or-treating to a different date. Uh, trick-or-treating in Mantua Township, New Jersey, will now take place on Friday, November 1st from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. In Hamilton, uh, they have moved it one day earlier, so it's actually tonight from 5.30 until 8 p.m. I would imagine, and you know I'm not opposed to this. I, I, don't, I, I always think it should be on a, on a weekend. weekend but, yeah. but anyhow... Um, the hard part of that is making sure that everybody knows about it. That's yeah. it, because you don't want to get the... 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hold and on a minute. What do you want? Well, and the yeah. one little kid who, you know, the parents didn't get the memo and they go yeah. out and then they're going to be right. really disappointed and that would kind of suck. But well, yeah. Well, listen, this was on ABC this morning. So, I, you know. It, still. They are still. getting still. it out there. The, yeah. You know, if as long as the, the township releases the information, you know, they're, I'm sure they're using social media. Hopefully, everyone's getting the message. Yeah, but I agree with you, Preston. No, no matter how much you think a message is going to permeate, yep. uh, be it won't. And there'll be some cracks in that. And so, the, you know, that's, that's part of the deal. That's I don't know. I wouldn't mind it if it even even if it I know that they're saying that there might be like a lull in the uh, height of trick or treating tomorrow that it might not be, you know, pouring down rain and the kids will be able to get outside. But with it being like wet and just, you know, I, know. I then, would not have a problem and, if they moved it to Friday. And then they're saying there might be like 20 mile an hour gusts, yeah. wind and stuff like that. And it just makes it tough. You know, I mean, so listen, yeah. Conjahawk and Plymouth Township, if you want to move to Friday. I'm Get okay. on it now. Yeah. Kathy's okay with it. I remember it being brutally cold on certain uh, oh, Halloweens. Yeah. I, remember I remember it rained. one time. The snow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the 70 degree weather. Uh, that's, that's nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So have... It would suck if you, when you're in your costume and you had to wear like a thick coat. This is Wolfman, but he's wearing a very thick coat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some schools are actually moving the Halloween parade to today as well uh, instead of tomorrow because of the rain. Hamilton's announcement uh, said the Quality of Life Committee made the decision in collaboration with the police department and the school district. They noted that the safety of children is their number one priority. On uh, Spring Township, Berks County, trick-or-treating has been moved to Wednesday, October 30th uh, from 5.30 to 9 p.m. For some, the decision just comes down to safety. Rain could mean reduced visibility, slippery sidewalks, wind, wet leaves, things Things like that for others. Halloween is October 31st, regardless of the weather. In sports this morning. In Game 6 of the World Series last night in Houston, the Washington Nationals beat the Astros 7-2. For the first time in the history of the four major pro sports in North America, the road team has won each of the first six games of the series. Game 7 is tonight in Houston. Max Scherzer will get the start for the Nats. Zach Greinke will pitch for the Astros, and the first pitch is set for 8-0-8. The Flyers lost to the Penguins last night in Pittsburgh. The Flyers are on the road again on Friday night with a game in New Jersey against the Devils. The Sixers will take their unbeaten record into a home game tonight against another undefeated team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Both teams are 3-0. Tip-off in South Philly is set for 7 o'clock. And the Albany Empire and five other Arena Football League franchises are closing local business operations, but the league has yet to determine whether it will suspend operations completely. Coaches, front office staff, and the Players Union were informed of the league's decision to shut down team services in individual markets. The AFL is seeking a path for financial financial solvency. Solvency? What? Solvency? Yeah. Is that Solvency, right? yes, okay. yeah. But a multi-million dollar lawsuit filed against the league by an insurance carrier that provided workers' compensation coverage between 2009 and 2012 has caused the AFL to reevaluate its business model. It's a shame. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. And uh, welcome to Midweek on Wednesday morning. Welcome, Kathy, back to our studio. She's off on a little trip this weekend. Yeah. We'll hear about that later on. I don't know. Uh, But we have, as we do on Wednesdays, a couple things that are standard procedure, one of them being a secret text word. So we have your chance to win a pair of tickets to see one of our favorite comedians, Louis Black. He's going to be at the Miriam Theater on March 6th, and tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., so we'll have a chance for you to win tickets before they go on sale. Text the word SECRET to 39333. We'll send a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call him with the word. 
designated caller wins tickets. We'll also pick a uh, texter at random. So a couple different ways that you could win. And also, uh, we go on live Fox. Uh, we go live on Fox Good Day this morning, which is a Wednesday morning thing. And then we have stopping by our friends from the Union Tap for what we call a meet and eat. They're going to bring us some food. We're going to give away some gift cards to you. And this is all in promotion of the 2019 Bud Light Platinum Thursday night huddle. Now, the Union Tap is on Comley Road in northeast Philadelphia. And Brent Porsche will be there uh, tomorrow night from 7 to 9 p.m. Wow, he's a veteran of these. He's he is. done a lot of them. And you could win a pair of tickets to uh, this Sunday's uh, Eagles and Bears game. So make sure you head out and see Brent. But we'll do some giveaways in conjunction with uh, that appearance. So get yourself set for that. And a uh, bunch of other stuff. Yeah, man. we got uh, we got a lot to get to today. We are right on the cusp of Halloween, uh, so you know we're gonna have to chit chat about that a little bit, I would imagine. So let's go ahead and take a break. Come back in a second. I got a big stack of entertainment stories and some stuff to give away as far as uh, stupid question prizes go. So we'll be back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us on the drive in today. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. What does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, for starters, my competition really hates me. Watch as we get closer and closer to Black Friday. All my competition will start having their crappy sales. I must be in a business of idiots. What magical, mystical thing happened that made this diamond ring 70% less? You're just too smart to buy this crap. Buy real jewelry from a real jeweler. Come to Steven Singer on Jewelers Row. One place, one price. Or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Very interesting, stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a family four-pack of tickets for uh, the worst-case scenario survival experience. which is at the Franklin Institute. And the question I have for you is, what ocean-dwelling animals mate for life and also dance together every morning to strengthen their bond. Huh. Oh. These are ocean-dwelling animals. Love this. I they think m- I know. They mate for life and dance together every morning to strengthen their bond. 215-263-WM. It's just like you and Dennis, Kathy. Oh, I was going to say, I don't want to um, mate with you guys, but we could dance every oh, morning. That could strengthen our bond. Uh, Steve, your answer is incorrect. It's not lions. Oh, okay. Uh, birthdays today, Wednesday, October 30th. Well, look, he was just here. Harry Hamlin. No way. Yeah. It's his birthday no today. Yep. A lot of fun with Harry Hamlin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got a dry sense of humor. Very dry sense yeah. of humor. Yeah. And the photo we took of him yeah. while he was here in the studio, <laughs> he's just horrible. He just looks like a grimacing old man. And he's, he's a like, good-looking dude. He's a good-looking good dude. Shape. Yeah. He just caught him at the wrong angle. He was just... I, think I don't might, want to be here. I think he was making that face on purpose. Like, I, but he was a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, very dry and very funny. And on town for a while, right? The, the, the show that he's doing has a pretty lengthy run. Yes. I think uh, it does. It is, you know what, I've forgotten at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, Lisa Renner's coming. Well, he's got his college reunion coming up in May. That's, yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. High, school, high school reunion. High school. The reunion. Hill, Hill School. Yeah. He's sixty-eight years old today. Uh, Otis Williams, singer of The Temptations, celebrates his seventy-eighth birthday today. Uh, if you have a chance, there is a there's a documentary on uh, HBO, I believe, and it, I forgot the name, but it might be Musicland or something along those lines. It's about. Motown, Barry Gordy. It's something else, man. But it's it's not so much focusing on Barry Gordy, but it focuses on the artists and writing and the groups of musicians that wow. were there and how they did it and the competition and the camaraderie that was you know while they sure 
while they were supporting each other, they were so competing against yeah, each other. Yeah. It's, it's brilliantly done, and man, uh, Smokey Robinson is just amazing. Yeah, yeah. He, he wrote so many great songs, and and you know, Stevie Wonder is a genius, musical genius. It's worth your time, and obviously, the, the Temptations are featured uh, quite prominently in that. He's seventy eight years old today, Otis Williams. Kevin Pollack, the actor and comedian, movies like uh, A Few Good Men, yeah. Usual Suspects, Casino. Uh, he is 62 years old today. He also does, he started off as kind of an impressionist comedian. That was what he's known for. He's yeah. on a roast. Uh, Nikki Glaser uh, <laughs> cut him up pretty good. He was laughing, though. He had a good sense oh, of humor, yeah? yeah, going after uh, his impressions. But he'd done a lot of really dramatic acting. Yep. He's on Maisel now. Yeah. Uh, and you're he, right. He's, yeah. he's good at it. He's great at that, yeah. Uh, let's see, Charles Martin Smith. Oh, my God. He's been in a bunch of stuff. All the way back to American Graffiti. Love an American Graffiti, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The Untouchables, he's the accountant uh, with the uh, uh, the the government uh, men and also Deep Impact and the Buddy Holly story. He also was in a movie, what is it, was it Cry Wolf? Or? Never Cry, I love Never Cry Wolf. Never Cry Such Wolf. a good movie, a yeah. guy who goes and lives in nature and, uh, yeah, it's a great movie. For a lot of, uh, of that movie, Steve, he's the only actor in yeah, the movie. Yeah. You know, it's just him and, and the wolves. 66 today. We were just talking about this birthday boy, Henry Winkler. Uh, is 74 years old today. And you tipped us off on this thing we've never heard of. Long-running feud with Tom Hanks. They don't like each other. <laughs> the two nicest guys yeah. ever in Hollywood. And it goes back to Turner and Hooch, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Henry was the, the, the director, and uh, apparently he got muscled out of there, and Tom probably had something to do with that. They just didn't get along, and it still is holding today. I, ho- I hope that gets patched up eventually. Out of here. Nice. The world is off kilter if those two are warring. I agree. Uh, well, I don't know. They hate each other. Yeah. They, yeah. They'll, they'll, in fact, I think it was Tom Hanks that said occasionally mm-hmm. Winkler will drive by and spray his house with bullets. Yeah. Wow. I uh, hate Turner and Hooch, by the way. <gasps> You're oh, because the dog dies sucks. at the end. Yeah. yeah. You can't, like... Uh, you, you can't go, oh, well, they had puppies, and so it's all good. It's all they, right. they tried to do that in Beastmaster when they burned one of the uh, ferrets alive. Odo and Kodo, yeah, yeah. or Bodo and Flodo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, I like when it's not all happy-go-lucky. Not every end of a story is happy. This yeah, is just reality. That's fine. Kill the people, not the dogs. Casey, there's a website. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I mentioned this before. It's called Does the Dog Die? Yeah. For movie watchers who just can't stand to watch pets die in movies. I mean, when you... It's you, crazy. <laughs> the, the dog's purpose, you know... You know, yeah, they, you know it's going to happen. It, you know the the actor, the dog lived. It was. It does. I, Preston, okay. I, I I know. <laughs> I'm well aware. But they didn't really kill a dog. It's yeah. okay. Uh, Henry Winkler is 74 today. Grace Slick, Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, Starship. She's 80 today. And this, obviously, her crowning achievement. Uh, this song, nothing's gonna stop us now. I, I loved the uh, <laughs> the early Starship stuff. Uh, I loved. Uh, White Rabbit. And, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All that Jefferson stuff. Airplane. Yeah. Powerful voice. Uh, and, and I liked Jefferson Starship, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some uh, some songs from We Jefferson. Built the City? No, no, no. no, no. That, Jane? Was, that was Starship. That was just Starship. Jefferson okay. Starship was Jane and... Miracles. Um, Marty Balin. No, he... Miracle... Yeah, that might have been Jefferson Starship. Um, yeah. Good songs. Good stuff. Yeah. This is real... Uh, the Paul Kantner influence. Uh, and uh, Greg Chikiso, uh guitarist right, right, as well. Right. He, he kind of brought the, the harder rock uh, to the band. Uh, so she is 80 years old oh, today. Yeah, I know. Uh, Timothy B. Schmidt, uh, bassist for the Eagles, and uh, 72 years we old today. We had him here 
No. no. Who am I thinking of? We, uh, we had Don Felder. Don Felder, sorry, mm-hmm. yeah. But Timothy B. Schmidt had a uh, had a had an excellent voice. Really uh, high. Yeah. Yes, it almost okay. sounds female yeah. when he says, you know, oh. I can't tell you why. That's him singing that. Is he Don't in the Take It to the Limit? No, that was the guy before him. Okay. Who, Timothy A. Schmidt. No, who? Um, Randy Meisner. Yes. Randy Meisner was the, the bass player that sang Take It to the Limit. He was really shy, right? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, he's uh, Timothy B. Schmidt is seventy two. Ivanka Trump, uh, businesswoman, fashion designer, advisor to the president. Very hard nipples. Yes, very hard. We saw him recently. She was at the United Nations, and uh, they everyone, all the delegates that got up to speak, all com- commented on how hard she was quote nipping. Yes. And great shoes. Every time I wear her shoes, I get compliments. I posted a picture on Instagram not that long ago, and uh, more people commented on my shoes. Really? <laughs> and wow. they were her line of shoes, which they've taken out of Nordstrom since her dad became president. And those are called nippers, right? <laughs> They're not mm-hmm. called nippers. It's a, it's a line of shoes. Little, little nippers. Little nippers. <laughs> <laughs> She's 38. Uh, and then last birthday, Gavin Rossdale of Bush. 54 years old. Uh, the heartthrob from the grunge era. The only heartthrob. Why do I remember? I think at DRE, there was a Gavin Rossdale over in Jenkintown. I don't know why I always get this memory when you bring up Gavin Rossdale and and the whole thing. But one of the salespeople had the... This huge poster over their desk. It was Trisha. It was it Trisha? Trisha had a hardcore yeah. crush on Gavin Rossdale. She used to have it hanging up in her uh, in her cubicle here as well. <laughs> pictures of uh, of Gavin. So yeah, uh, he's fifty four years old today. Ex wife of uh, Gwen ex- Stefani. Ex husband. Ex. I'm sorry. Ex husband. His ex wife is Gwen Stefani. All right. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this stupid question. What ocean dwelling animals made for life and also dance together every morning to strengthen their bond? Two one five two six three WMMR. And I will go to Tony and see if Tony knows the answer. Hey, Tony. Good morning. Hey, Betu. Hey, hey, what, Tony? What ocean dwelling animal are we speaking of? That would be seahorses. Seahorses. Oh! Yeah. Seahorses. Absolutely correct. Hang on the line. We're going to get you a family four-pack of tickets to the worst-case scenario survival experience. Now open at the Franklin Institute. To order tickets, visit fi.edu. What is this, Seahorse Captain? Was Seahorse Seashell Party? Who didn't invite me? Why didn't I get invited? No seahorse Seahell? What is this? Get real. I'm in love with seahorses. I'm in love with them. They're so beautiful and cute. I'm in love with the seahorses. The f- Unreal. I love them. <laughs> they are pretty amazing uh, creatures, especially watching them do their dance and their mobility under the water is, is pretty astonishing. Yeah. I want to know where the huge ones that Aquaman uh, has access to, uh, yeah. where those come from. I've never seen one of those, actually. Yeah. But uh, I agree. If it's a giant one, you can put a saddle on it. <laughs> it really makes board. it easy. Wildfires have broken out in northern and southern California, ripping across vineyards and land and devastating businesses and homes. And the fires in southern California have forced uh, several celebrities, including Arnold Schwarzenegger, Kathy Griffin, and LeBron James to flee their homes. Uh, The the wildfires have uh, burned through an area twice the size of San Francisco and destroyed almost 60 homes. In Southern California, winds threaten to make the Getty Fire even worse. Up to 10,000 structures are threatened. All told, Pacific Gas and Electric uh, warns that nearly 4 million people could lose power across the state. To be honest, I mean, this is no way to live. Every freaking year, you're you're putting up with this. I mean, it was just months ago uh, where there was, you know, it was was ripping through the area again. How do you... 
why would you invest in any structure? Why would you buy a home there knowing this is always a constant possibility? Yeah. I mean, Especially when the Santa Ana winds kick up. They're going to have to reconsider, you know, real estate issues. But uh, maybe, cele- maybe Otisburg is the way to go, Preston. Celebrity evacuations include Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. star Clark Gregg. He shared that he was safe on Twitter, writing Awaken and evacuated by the Amazing Alert system from the L.A. Fire Department. Grateful. LeBron James live-tweeted his evacuation with his wife, Savannah Brinson, and their three children. He said, had to emergency evacuate my house, and I've been driving around my family trying to get rooms. No luck so far. He went on to say they finally found a place to accommodate them. Do you know what he did? It was pretty cool, Preston. He, he, he paid for some food trucks to go up and uh, feed the firefighters. That's cool. Yeah. Ryan Philippi didn't get into specifics, but responded same uh, to James' tweet about the emergency evacuation. Arnold said that he left on... Uh, on Twitter and told followers to dan- uh, in danger to not, quote, screw around. Uh, James Corden, Corden real, uh, meanwhile, admitted that uh, leaving his West L.A. home was terrifying. Kathy Griffin also live-tweeted her crisis. She said, no, I'm not one of these a-holes stopping on the side of the freeway to get this video. I took it from my driveway. Jeez. Endless thanks to the L.A. Fire Department. All the first responders, they are tireless heroes. Now, uh, playing with Firestar, John Cena is donating a half million dollars to first responders. Uh, he shared on Twitter, as many of you know, I have a movie coming out called Playing With Fire in theaters November 8th. It's a wonderful comedy. I think the whole family will enjoy, and it showcases a group of people that I believe are heroes, first responders. You also know that right now, California is in dire straits. It is burning. It is under siege from massive wildfires statewide, which means our first responders are working around the clock, and they need our help. Today, Wait a second. You just exposed it. This is a promotion for the movie, Preston. Yes, it is. Crazy. He said, today I asked myself, what can I do? And I've come up with an answer. I want Paramount to do me one favor. I want them to pick a charity. Pick a charity that aids our first responders as soon as possible. And on behalf of Playing With Fire and out of respect to the people that I truly believe are heroes, my response will be to immediately donate half a million dollars to this cause. Nice. So he's opening up his wallet for that. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's uh, the, and the winds are picking up. They were talking about they're going to get worse today. Did you ever see that movie, that Josh Brolin movie with the firefighters? The, um, you know, the ones who... Smoke Eaters? Smoke Eaters, yeah. I yeah. didn't see it. Uh-huh. It's, it's intense. I mean, it kind of gives you a good idea of, of, of the... Uh, the nightmarish conditions they encounter. It's an incredibly dangerous job. Those oh, guys yeah. get dropped in the middle of that stuff. So, wow. Uh, hopefully things will go well for them. Uh, in rumored Hollyweird news de jour, we have Liam Hemsworth moving in next to his ex-wife, Miley Cyrus, and her new lover, Cody Simpson. You remember, uh, just a side note, Liam Hemsworth lost his house last year. You remember oh, that? no kidding. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, he put up photos, and his, You're his, right. his home was destroyed by it's the kind of like a, like a, like a hippie-looking, cool little house. And and it, it was... He was taking photos outside, and he had before and after shots, and oh. it was completely destroyed. Yeah, in fact, here's information about that. Uh, he is renovating the $6.8 million Malibu home that he and Cyrus lived in previously. It was badly damaged by those fires, uh, which is awkward because Cyrus lives next door in a $2.5 million home with Simpson. Uh, Hemsworth... And Cyrus had announced their split in August. To recap for some of you who may not know, after less than a year of marriage, she was then spotted out almost immediately in full makeout mode with Caitlin Carter, who had just split from her partner, Brody Jenner. The pair split, and then Cyrus moved on with Simpson. Meanwhile, Hemsworth has been linked with uh, Madison Brown. And that whole thing with Caitlin Carter was so orchestrated, it was Absolutely. Ridiculous. And also, move the hell out of the neighborhood. We're looking at a picture here of the house that burned down Preston, and it had a, a big sign that said love, love. on the front of it. Mm-hmm. I love you, Miley. I uh, love you, Liam. 
Uh, by the way, Brody Jenner moved on with model Josie Canseco, uh, though the pair have recently split and scrubbed all traces of each other from their respective social media feeds. So that's done. And Caitlin's now di- uh, jading uh, Jose Canseco. Oh. So that's, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. It all comes full circle. I have something to tell you. Yeah, I'm dating your what? daddy. <laughs> Two balls, no strikes. Oh, geez. All right, so this is gr- this is just... You know, you told me about this yesterday, Steve. This is hilarious. Peter Cook. Oh, yeah. The ex-husband of Christy Brinkley mm-hmm. is getting married again. The 60-year-old architect recently got engaged to his girlfriend, oh, boy. 21-year-old <gasps> Alba Jan Kuhl. Oh, God. 21 years. It gets worse. <laughs> All right. So Cook says, uh, we are very happy. Uh, they were vacation vacationing in Santorini, Greece, on September fifteenth, when Cook popped the question with a six carat Glen Bradford diamond ring in front of a church. He said, "We consider ourselves incredibly lucky to have found in each other else our soulmate." Mm-hmm. He said, "We are looking forward to many years of wedding bliss." Now, how about this? You know, Cook has a daughter with uh, Christy Brinkley, sailor, right? Sailor, yes. She's, she's, 20, on, she's 21. She's on Dancing with the Stars, or was? She's, she's 21. She's the same age <laughs> as, as the next daughter. mummy. <laughs> so, Preston, you remember the whole, the, the, the divorce originally occurred because Christy Brinkley discovered he was having an affair with a 19-year-old oh, I, have, I have even more than that. Okay. okay. So, son Jack is 24, by the way, so he's several years older yeah, than yeah, the new yeah. wife. He's 24. <laughs> Uh, I mean, his wife to be here now, Preston, is a Visco girl. Uh, <laughs> I mean, oh God! <laughs> uh, now, ex-wife Brinkley, sixty-five, has reportedly been dating uh, Janku for about a year. Uh, the pair have recently been photographed. So they started dating when she was twenty. Yeah. Uh, the pair have recently been photographed out and about together at events in the Hamptons, including Bobby Flay's Hamptons Magazine cover celebration in July and the Hampton Classic Horse Show Grand Prix in early September. Now, her LinkedIn page, which was viewed by page six but has since been deleted, indicated that she's a current student at Tulane University and expects to graduate in 2021. Oh, my God. So uh, prior to her time at the New Orleans, Louisiana College, Janku attended a prestigious English private boarding school called Millfield, which is located in southern England. This will be his third marriage. He was previously married to Brinkley from 1996 to 2008. The former couple divorced after Christie learned of Cook's affair with his then 19-year-old assistant, as Steve had said, <laughs> Diana Bianchi. Now, Cook then got remarried to Suzanne Shaw shortly after his cheating scandal broke. That pair split in 2014. After Bianchi came forward in 2007, Cook was also accused of having romantic relations with another former employee, Samantha Cole, who was 18 at oh the time. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And he allegedly proposed marriage to her in 1996, the 18 year old. Yeah. Three months before he became engaged to Brinkley, but she declined. She oh, man. No. Mm-hmm. So what's he doing with Granny here? Yeah, with the 21 year old. <laughs> I guess he decided to wait until she was old enough to drink. Yeah, to go into a bar with him. To actually uh, propose to her. And, you know, like we've said before, I guess guys like this, they just um, they don't care. No. And they believe they're prolonging their own youth by being with someone who's decades younger. Yeah, so they, I guess they just, it, it doesn't matter to them that 
all these women wanted the money yeah. and and security and all that stuff and and they get they get some uh, he gets arm, his arm candy exactly yeah it's got to be an arranged there's there's just no way yeah. she considers him her soulmate how does he make his money he's uh, an architect okay. uh, Hamptons based he's like Brad Pitt. very very wealthy okay you know, he's he's a successful yes architect, he is so. yeah uh, but and, anyway. uh, and CAD. Uh, but anyway, 21 years old. He is 60. <laughs> All right. Old. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Scumbag. Uh, the Naomi Watts-led Game of Thrones prequel project set to land on HBO is not moving forward. This sort of sucks. It totally sucks. Because uh, I was going to get on board this one. And I like Naomi Watts a lot. I think she could have been great. Uh, Jane Goodman was uh, directing the project. We shot a pilot over the summer. Uh, the story was set to follow what they called the Age of Heroes and the first ever battle between man and white walkers thousands of years before the Wars and Dragons of Amelia Clark and Kit Harrington's time. Uh, Goldman reportedly emailed the cast to share the news. She and the Game of Thrones writer, George R. R. Martin, penned the project, which reportedly focused on issues of race, power, and intrigue. Now, the project was among several spinoff series greenlit by HBO. News recently broke that the network is nearing a deal to produce a second pilot based on Game of Thrones uh, for Martin and Ryan J. Condal. And this one will reportedly focus on the reign of Targaryen kings shortly before the events of the blockbuster Emmy-winning series, which could be interesting, too. Um, the other one, I, I was... Listen, I'm interested in anything about this This is universe. basically like uh, Jon Snow in high school. No, I think it would be it would probably be a few hundred years as opposed to a thousand years uh, before the events that we saw. Hey, I have dragon. So it could still be good, but I'm wondering if there was kind of um, there needs to be a rest, you know, before we dive back into that world, and maybe 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 they were doing some uh, focus groups that were saying, "Look, we loved it, but." Let's yeah. hold off a little bit, you know? I, don't I bet know. you those focus groups were predominantly uh, populated by White Walkers, right? Yeah, yeah I probably. Yeah. I, the um, the Hobbit movies are an example for me to come to mind because I, I loved Lord of the Rings. That trilogy was phenomenal. And then they did three Hobbit movies that just team, seemed to me to be unnecessary. I, I, yeah. The the phrase, been there, done that, yeah. comes to mind. And, and, were, and not that they weren't well-made no, movies. but they were three but hours long as well. And you're just like, all right, how long are we going to stretch this thing out? Well, three hours is a long time, but like an hour a week is... Uh, a little bit more palatable. Press, would you rather see a prequel or a, or uh, uh, a sequel? Yeah, like an ongoing saga uh, after. Uh, probably list. a prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Um... What about the denizens of Westeros getting by in today's world using <laughs> mass transit? And like, right. So they made it all the way. This is like a, a, a time long, long ago, but now it's it's the present day. <laughs> the reason I like prequels is because I've read the source material, and there's so much reference to things in the past. Yeah. That I'm curious about those. There was just. Uh, and listen, I, I liked, I really did like the, the the final episode, and I liked the way everything wrapped up. There was just, there was something that I felt could have happened that I would like to see perhaps happen in a uh, like a big dance in, in a sequel. No, no, no. I think um, anything you can reveal here without spoiling for those. Well, I would there. be spoiling, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would yeah, be spoiling. Okay. Yeah, All right. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, jot down a note. We'll talk okay. about it later. Uh, Pass it to I, him I, in home ec. <laughs> I am curious about your uh, about your your theory or your uh, curiosity. 
So I'm curious about your curiosity. Whatever. And your theory is making me curious. Uh, Watts headlining and much buzz about Project Gypsy was also famously canceled by Netflix in 2017. So What's with Naomi Watts? Not having a good run. This is sad news. Steve uh, came across this story this morning. Uh, comedian John Witherspoon has died. Mm-hmm. 77 years old. John Witherspoon, we've had him here in the studio. Uh, he's one of he's a character actor, comedian. It was so funny. Steve and I loved him in in the movie uh, Little Nicky. He's great. And in Boomerang, he's yeah. the guy that has the mushroom suit, <laughs> mushroom vest. You know, he's old. He always plays this older kind of quirky character. Also, the father in Friday. Yeah, he was huge in Friday. Yeah. That was a breakout role for him. Better put some water on them. He's uh, <laughs> he, he he passed away. We don't know how the the cause of death has not been announced. He was seventy seven years old. His family had put out a statement said is one of the hardest working men in show business died today. Uh, we are all in shock. And the statement went on to say, John used to say, I'm no big deal, but he was a huge deal to us. Oh, uh, but, revered amongst some of the other comedians. Uh, the Detroit native is survived by his wife, Angela, his sons, J.D. and Alexander, and a large family. Must you embarrass me in front of my friends on every possible occasion? Now see, see ya. That's your son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Witherspoon made his uh, feature film debut in 1980 in The Jazz Singer. Uh, later appeal, appeared in films like Vampire in Brooklyn, Hollywood Shuffle, Boomerang, Gonna Get You Sucka, Soul Plane, The Meteor Man, and many more. Uh, but best known for his role in Friday, where he played curmudgeonly Mr. Willie Jones opposite Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Uh, the uh, In fact, he, he had a role as Pops on the Wayans Brothers, in addition to voicing Gramps on the Boondocks animated series. Uh, he also made an impact on the music world. He was featured in Chance the Rapper's album The Big Day on the uh, track Photo Ops. And he also appeared in music videos like Jay-Z's I Just Want to Love You, as well as uh, Field Mob's Sick of Being Lonely. So Is that very sad? Yeah. yeah. Funny guy. guy. Intrinsically funny, too. Yeah. Super so, nice, obviously, too. Yeah. Every time he came in, he was... Uh, it just was awesome. Well, yeah. how old was he in Boomerang? When did that come out? Like, 93? So he was 77 now when he passed? He's like 47, 47. That's crazy. Cause it... He played older, right? Yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah. He played yeah. older a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sad news. Uh, here's an interesting story. In the latest twist of the life of Bill Murray, uh, we learned that he wants to work at P.F. Chang's. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he spoke with uh, Amy Schumer, who does a podcast, and discussed his affinity for Family Feud, the Roosevelts, the time he spent with the Wu-Tang Clan, and his tie to Schumer's family liquor store, and his desired work at P.F. Chang's. Uh, on the one job he liked to have outside of acting, he said, uh, I did fill out an application at P.F. Chang's in the Atlanta airport because I think that's one of the great places. And uh, Schumer said, to do what? Just any job? And he said, well, it looks like the best time. Uh, he has since uh, P.F. Chang's has since extended an invitation via Twitter for him to join the team. Do you think the... Uh... It seems as if the edges of Burl, uh, Bill Murray have uh, softened a bit, you know, with him popping up. Because I know we were talking about the the, the feud between Richard Dreyfuss uh, and he at the, you know, during the making of uh, uh, What About Bob? So I don't know. For so many years, the story has been that he, he was a prick. But you see him doing all these things and hanging out with people and getting out there. Yeah, I think he, I think he's. Yeah, probably softened a bit. There's still a little at the right time. I probably you see it. Yeah, that he could be a jerk. But. He had some other revelations. He said the thing he watches the most of all uh, at home is Family Feud. He said, I record it. <laughs> he said, I come home and I've recorded 61 episodes of Family Feud. because it's on, Murray? It's on all day long. 
He said it's on all day long, and by law it has to be on all day long. But then what I do is I take, I take the time to fast forward in each episode, episode all the way to the fast money because that, to me, is the excitement part of the show. I skip the early rounds because I don't always respect their tactics. At one point, uh, Amy revealed that her family owned a liquor store in Manhattan, and Murray had a connection with the spot, Schumer's Liquor, during his time on Saturday Night Live. He said, I had an account at Schumer's Liquors. He said, that's your family? She said, yeah, not kidding. Uh, he's like, listen, I'm not kidding you. And they would deliver four bottles of champagne to my office at Saturday Night Live every single week of the show. And I would go right there, right after the show. I'd go up there, and all my guests would come in. We would listen to the spinners, order a couple of drinks, and then we'd go to the party. And we'd finish off the four bottles, and we'd go to the party afterwards. So there's always a big SNL party after each show on a Saturday night that rages till the early hours. And, and those are legendary. Those are where anybody who's a celebrity in New York stops by. Mm-hmm. So that you, you, Jagger and, and anybody who's in town will stop by those things. But he said that, uh, yeah, Schumer's Liquor. Wow. Where he used to go. How so about that? I had no idea. So more interesting facts about Bill Murray. Uh, Emma Thompson is defending a waiter who requested a selfie with her and other celebs at an upscale restaurant in London, Browns. Although she declined to pose for the picture, she doesn't want the waiter to get in trouble. She learned that the server was suspended without notice. And uh, she reportedly called the restaurant and asked that the server not lose their job over the whole thing. She didn't want to well, take the picture, nice. but she doesn't want the person to lose their job. Yeah, some people have, there are certain things, they'll, they'll they'll sign an autograph, or they'll take, a, some will just take a picture and won't sign an autograph, you know. Yeah. I, I, I get it to some level. I think to do something, though, is nice, but if you're sitting yeah. there eating and someone comes up, for as far as I'm concerned, have at it. Harry me. Connick refused doing a picture with me. Really? That was after an interview. Huh. He, yeah. Here? Here? No, no. It was, oh. it was back in St. Louis. And he's like, eh, I don't do pictures. I was like, what? Have you? How? What are you talking about, man? Yeah. And he, it he, seems like such a like he was a, a nice guy. Simple thing. Yeah. He yeah. did it here yeah. when he needed us. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, he was on the way up. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah we'll catch what? you on the way uh, down. You know what though? I I did an event with him, and the pictures. There was a whole, you know, like VIP guests were able to come in and take pictures. But I remember the there were like stipulations, not in getting a picture with him, but just that it would start at this time and it was ending at this time, and there was nothing after. You know, uh, what, at two o'clock or whatever it was, interesting. and then they kind of whisked him away. He may be one of those just hates. He's doing pictures. Yeah. Listen, we're thrilled to see you wherever you are. We'll sit down and do a like a mall sketch of you if you want, whatever mm-hmm. you want, mm-hmm. <laughs> as much time as it takes. What's your favorite sport? I'll do a big tennis racket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Booksmart director Olivia Wilde is airing her displeasure over news that several airlines have opted to edit out the film's lesbian scene. Uh, she was alerted. To the censorship by a fan who told her on social media that the hookup scene between actress Caitlin Deaver and Diana Silvers was taken out while romantic scenes between male and female characters were allowed to remain. Uh, She had written, uh, the fan wrote, uh, tried watching Booksmart on the plane and they cut the entire lesbian hookup scene like not even a kiss was allowed. Mm. She said, oh, don't worry, guys, the straights got their kiss. And while responded calling the decision a bummer, and noting that uh, there was no nudity. Uh, later, the fan said that she had been flying with uh, Itahad Airlines. Etihad, yeah. Etihad. Uh, others had uh, come forward saying that Delta and Emirates flights also edited out the lesbian scene. Uh, Delta defended itself in a statement to People magazine saying that it hires a third-party editing company. So, for the most part, though, if you're flying... 
I, I, I've was, seen full-on unedited yes. movies that I'm, like, looking around going, is this okay is this to be a, watching this Because they, they have the full movie collections available a lot of times. I end up just watching everything on my iPad. But who was telling us, uh, Nick, maybe you'll remember, they were flying over, was it... Um, Arabian airspace. Right, Arabian airspace. Yeah. They had to put alcohol away. It's yeah. yeah. standard procedure. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, when it's not allowed oh, in wow. that country. Right. When you're in the airspace, you're adhering to those laws. Right. You know, and they, they, they don't serve booze. So yeah. maybe it's a sensitivity to that. Who knows? It's possible. Uh, meanwhile, some Delta flyers are speaking out on social media saying that their film wasn't cut and wondering why if only certain flight routes featured the edited film or not. And are there particular flights that allow everything like full graphic pornography i don't know yeah that'd be uh, cool yeah you never know well, every now and then you'll have like a bizarre file story <laughs> where somebody's watching porn on their ipad yeah yeah and yep. you know spanking it and spanking it yeah which is yep. frowned upon yeah we yeah. love to fly and it shows i had <laughs> watched uh and in, in fact when we had jason siegel in the studio i yes. told him the story about when i watched forgetting sarah marshall for the first time I didn't know there was going to be full male frontal yeah. nudity in that movie. And it's only just for, for a second or two. But yeah. I was like, oh, you, let me cover this up. I had no idea. And well, then, yeah. I mean, even boobs or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're, you know, you, you kind of look behind you, make sure there are no oh, kids peeking through the seats. There's that in the airplane look when you're watching a movie and, and you're watching something on your iPad. Yeah, and, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. I hope this isn't completely visible. <laughs> mm-hmm, totally. Uh, Bachelorette runner-up, Tyler Cameron. We haven't talked about Bachelorette and Bachelor in a little while. I love you. Yeah, Tyler Cameron loves is addressing his breakup with supermodel Gigi Hadid. I'm dressing my big tough up hibijibi. What are you doing? Uh, are you having a stroke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you put a pencil in my mouth? <laughs> Uh, he tells People TV that the best part of their relationship was just meeting someone that was great. Aww. She's a great person. She's great. And I met a great friend. And she's a superman. Uh, she's someone that I have a lot of respect for and I think highly of. So I, I me- smooched her. I met a great person. I met a great person. And she's great. He said... Uh, she's great that I met her. She's She's great. He said it wasn't like a bad breakup or anything like that. She's great. It was just. Uh, <laughs> he said it was just that we're at different. Really par- great. <laughs> it was just at different parts of our lives right now. Uh-huh. And he says uh, we're just She's pretty great. He said we're just friends. Great we're, friends. We're great friends. <laughs> really great friends. She's great. God, I was thinking about that. You see, used the word three times. I would, remember. I was I was just thinking about that this this last season of this whole thing and how that ended. Oh my god. <sighs> Unbelievable. Uh-huh. The dude it, finally somebody admits it. We're just doing it for the publicity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guess what? Uh-huh. None of us are really looking for real love. All right. Uh we can segue on over to the clips now. A uh, new series, The Morning Show, dives into the sexual misconduct scandal that happened on a real-life Manhattan news program. And here, Billy Crudup, who plays the network suit, breaks down how he unlocked his character mindset for the show. He has these big ideas that he's able to bring to a conversation that seems like a, a pretty, I don't know, banal or regular conversation that all of a sudden seems strange and extraordinary. And I've just worked to try to get myself to the place that I can be present in the I moment. don't <laughs> give a f- 
So they have him uh, as Dr. Manhattan in this series. Oh, in this? Yeah. Wow. Which is kind of strange. He was awesome as Dr. Manhattan. He, he was, was so good. Perfect as Dr. Manhattan. The in movie the is the Watchmen movie, yeah. So excellent. It's yeah. it there it's it's a different yet in, super engaging take on HBO. Yep. However, the um, the Zack Snyder movie will always be revered. I know you and I are super we fans love it. of it. Yeah. I'm dying to talk to somebody from the new series, so hopefully they'll be doing some... Uh, hey, our, Regina King was our buddy for the longest time. Let's see if we can get her on. She's so good at I mean, it. We did have Tim Blake Nelson in. We did. We did, yeah, prior to. Playing Looking Glass, yeah. Uh, the series premiere, by the way, of the morning show is out on Apple TV this Friday. It's not getting very good reviews. Here's the next clip. Fresh off the boat, a sitcom set in the 90s follows Eddie after six seasons adjusting comfortably to American life. And in this clip, Randall Park discusses his admiration for the child stars in the series. They're great people, you know, and they were raised so well. You worry about kids on a TV show because the story goes that they, you know, they generally they have a hard time in adulthood. But these kids, I'm not worried about them because they're, they're just so great. Not a, yeah, He's, uh, I like him a lot. He's very funny. And he was he was so good in the second Ant Man movie. Excellent. He was wonderful. Uh, Fresh off the boat airs Fridays at eight thirty on ABC. Did you see the? Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Did you see the interview? That's our love music. Uh, which which interview? It was, was Seth Rogen. Uh, the movie the uh, where uh, James Franco. Oh, the movie over, the, the interview. interview. No, interview, uh, Kim Jong Un. I never did. Well, he played Kim Jong Un, and it was very. Oh, really? It was very funny. Was it a good movie? It, I, I thought it was very funny. Listen, it's it's one of those classic. Seth Rogen sort of deliveries, but it, it has a lot. It's it's funny, especially when he realizes James Franco has that he's been duped. Do you remember how bizarre that was that they didn't release? That it was bizarre. Yes, in fact, they had a promotional vehicle out at the camp out for hunger. Oh, yeah. This big thing to promote it. Our own uh, former intern Sarah yep. was was playing one of the uh, North Korean um, uh, military people, and they saw this big rollout. And then I remember watching it when it it actually um, was released. On Xbox, and I watched it Christmas night or something, or Thanksgiving, Christmas night on Xbox. And it is actually a funny movie, but they, uh. they, um, that's when, um, the, uh, I guess it was Sony had been hacked and Paramount had been hacked, and they were finding all those emails yeah, yeah. about, you know, the, these, it was, it was just too much. It was weird. Yeah, they, right. they backed down. And there you go. That's your entertainment report for today. But there's more entertainment available at PrestonAndSteve.com. We have a new Daily Rush video. The title is Miley Cyrus Saves the Gorillas. <laughs> she does. <laughs> and she did it by getting tonsillitis. You can now watch that at PrestonAndSteve.com. And it is sponsored by friends at Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bars. A new Daily Rush video is available for your viewing pleasure. Let's take a break. Come back in just a moment. Stay with us on this Wednesday morning. We're going to be mild 65 today, some clouds, and uh, we'll give you the update on the uh, Halloween forecast when we get back. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty honey. You know the time is gone, so don't miss me when you're Shine down. My monsters are real, and that's reality. Ghosts. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, there's Seth. Real quick, I want to give a, a, a sort of a butt plug, but I think his his uh, fundraising might be over, but I'm not sure how it's working. But anyway, this guy, um, Kyle, <clears throat> is a longtime listener, lives in Chicago, 
And last Thursday, he was at the uh, Flyers Blackhawks game, and he was wearing. <laughs> he was wearing. You're not going to finish it. Oh well, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But <laughs> Chicago, dude. If you're going to interrupt, go for go it. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, he's wearing full Flyers yeah, gear, yeah. and he's holding up a sign that says, "I miss Wawa and pork roll." <laughs> and uh, during the game, JVR scores a goal, and he starts going. Shh, shushing the crowd with his finger up to his mouth and it turned into a gif and uh, Reddit had a ball with it and Flyer fans are loving it. I was watching the game when it happened and he was on screen for a second and a half, two seconds, but I laughed out loud when it, because he had his back to the camera, turned around, did the shh motion and it made me crack up and then he emailed all of us, which was pretty hilarious. Yeah, his name is uh, Kyle B. Myler or By Miller. I'm not, or, I think it's By Miller. By Miller. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so listen to what he decided to do. He's like, I decided to take my advantage of my 10 seconds of internet fame <laughs> and I created a GoFundMe campaign. He said, don't worry, I'm not like that other GoFundMe campaign that you ran into a few years back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, I set the whole thing up so that every dollar goes straight to fill abundance. Oh, and nice. I literally can't touch the money, so I won't be taking any <laughs> of it. I set the goal for $1,000, but and the, he sent me this email. I got it on Saturday. He said, uh, but uh, I'm already at almost $800 after just 20 hours. Knowing the incredible, and by the way, he's already hit his goal of a thousand bucks. Oh, that's terrific! So I don't know if you can add more to that or not. I don't either. I tweeted it out over the weekend. I tweeted a link to it, and, and Kyle and I have been going back and forth a little bit. He's a great guy, and then it was cool to hear from him. So I don't know once you reach your goal if you can exceed that. That's a good question. I, said, I assume you probably set a cap, right? He, I think so. He said, "Knowing the incredible work you do for Phil Abundance and with the camp out coming up, I figured I'd let you guys know this and maybe see if you could get the word out so I can raise even more." I've tried tweeting uh, links to Wawa and the Flyers. <laughs> But got no luck so far. Uh, it's tough being so far from home, but I feel the Philly love more than ever today. You guys truly rock with love from Chicago, Kyle Bymiller. So that's cool, Kyle, man. Way to turn that into something awesome. I love it. That is awesome. I love that he did that. So uh, thanks. And by the way, Marissa pointed this out for the Camp Out for Hunger, which, by the way, is is approaching. Uh, if you have not gotten set for it, make sure you set the dates aside. Uh, it's, uh, December 2nd through the 6th yep. and, uh, we'll be, you know, standard procedure ready to go. Uh, but there is a Facebook, it's called the Preston and Steve camp out for hunger group. So we get a lot of people asking us to help promote their drives that they are doing for our drive. And it's too much. Otherwise we'd just be constantly, that's all we'd be talking about. We, we love the zeal. We love the enthusiasm, but it would be impossible. It'd be impossible to do it. So this Facebook page is set up if you want to share information about a fundraising effort that you are doing in conjunction with the Camp Out for yeah. Hunger. You can post it there. Maybe somebody in your community will see it and come by and contribute. They get the, you get the exposure. You get to uh, broaden your reach and uh, help out the Camp Out, which uh, we're incredibly excited for this year. So just go to Facebook and uh, search Preston and Steve Camp Out for Hunger Group, and you should be able to find that. So we appreciate it. And don't forget the uh, the hunger the Camp Out for Hunger Business Challenge is up. Uh, Subaru of America is encouraging local companies to get involved via their business challenge, uh, which they've uh, got information on PrestonandSteve.com and WMMR.com that can 
show you how to get the most out of your food drive. If you're going for the largest donation, a live broadcast from the President and Steve Show from your place of business. Second largest donation gets Pierre Robert live broadcast from your business. And the third largest donation gets a $20,000 advertising schedule for WMMR for the first quarter of 2020. But all the information, there's a toolkit to help you organize your efforts at WMMR.com. Use the keyword campout. So there you go. Uh, so we have uh, Halloween tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the we clarion have, call. We have that tomorrow night, and uh, it's looking like the weather. There's going to be a window, so hopefully it's going to hold out. I but think it's right it, in the sweet spot, right? Yeah, you know, in certain areas, it still, still could be a spotty shower, so you should be ready. You should be prepared for, for rain just in case. It uh, doesn't mean cancel Halloween, but no, just be no. prepared for it. Uh, I remember trick-or-treating in the rain. Sure. Yeah, yeah. just be it slutty sucks. Mr. Rogers with an umbrella. Uh, yeah. It just, it sucks. Yeah, you can do it, but it sucks, right. you yeah. know. Uh, but 75 degrees. At least Warm. freezing cold. Yeah. So yeah. That'll be enjoyable. Uh, there is a, uh, a study that was done. Uh, CandyStore.com has created its rankings based on 12 years of sales data, and they have revealed the favorite Halloween candies in the country, and then the most popular Halloween candies by state. By state. So I just thought this would be kind of interesting I think info. It's, yeah, like a candy psychological profile. To pass along, yes. Uh, the online candy seller also collaborated uh, with major candy manufacturers and distributors to help determine the most popular candy in each state, as well as the first and second runners-up. Certain candies are more likely to be sold in bulk and, as a result, may be overrepresented in the list, just to let you know. We uh, we talked about, uh, Preston, my wife and I, when we purchased. So she purchased candy well out in advance. And I said, okay, right now, pick which bag we we go through because we're going to go through a bag. In a, yeah. in a, in a, no, you, you buy in advance. Some of those bags are going down before Halloween. Oh, sure. And yeah. we... we, we st- <laughs> We, I can't buy Halloween candy. Oh, early, yeah, oh it's like alone. it's why it cracks me up. I bought it for. Are you yeah, kidding sure me? Yeah. Surprisingly, my wife didn't do that. Usually, she does, and we go through all of it, and then she ends up buying like Four. terrible, terrible candy for the uh, so for the trick or treaters. We make the agreement though. We we take passes through the one bag. Okay, just Twix from this bag. Okay, just Milky Way from this bag. Uh-huh. And now we're down to a bag full of Snickers, and we're going through that. So the little, the little the Snickers are good. It's it's a good bag. It's a premium bag. Yeah. But we we figured that would be our structure. Yeah. And we did pretty well, I have to say. Hey, all right. So for the longest time, Snickers, it was like the number one. It was like for me, you, it is yeah. still. Yeah. It's number two now. What you got? Kit Kat? No. It's got to be chocolate and peanut butter. No. What? Snickers with almonds is my oh, new number one. Those are really good. It's my new. No- Sorry, Snickers with peanuts. They've made they've made a bunch of different kinds of Snickers now. Mm. So you you got uh, you got your choice. <laughs> Snickers are good for me. My my and we've talked about our, our various loves: Twix, Kit Kats, um, almond uh, joy, mm-hmm. uh, Whoppers, the multi milk oh, balls. Whoppers, you can shove them up yeah. your nose. I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but. I but feel, that's, the, I feel yeah. the same about almonds and Snickers. Yeah. I would pound them up your butt with a hammer. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like uh, malt then, I guess. Right? Nah, not okay. a big malt guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the dark chocolate stuff, I think, really, really rocks my world. Mm. When did it become such a trendy thing to bash candy corn? 
Because everybody is. Because a few years ago. I think they they do not Jesus suck. did. They, Jesus did. People, people, people love to hate candy corn, and I'm here to defend candy corn. Oh, listen, though. Those people, I've been hating candy corn since I was I had teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because the other candies... The other candies have gotten better, I think. You think You're so? exactly well, right. There, 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 there is a level of candy and, out there. And oh. to be honest, the fun size, I think, has a lot to do with it, too, because... It's so fun. Well, it's so fun. No, because you can eat smaller amounts like candy corn. Candy corn, you can just have a couple of them. Right. Uh, you're not forced to sit down and eat an entire. Can you imagine a bar made out of that candy yes, corn stuff? Again. No, Are you, living you, in a... you, you, you develop immediate diabetes. Yes, well, each yeah. one of these things. I, I call this this. These are colored little clusters of insulin. I know. Um, uh, I know. But are you saying that candy corn is living in the past? That they haven't evolved? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, candy maybe corn. it's so far ahead of us, Nick. Right now, we can't embrace its absolute genius. I think people think it's cool to bash candy corn because other people are bashing candy corn, and I say it's. I'm not. It's not my favorite. It's not probably even in the top ten. It's just okay. Nick, I view candy corn as a decoration. Yeah. yeah. All right. I agree with Kathy. I see that. I agree with Kathy. A decoration you can eat. I <laughs> used to hate when candy corn would end up, like, in my Halloween bags. Like, oh, my God, what is this crap? I don't like jelly beans. Right. I don't like any of that yeah. stuff. There's, I like, uh, it's got to be in the chocolate family. Is there candy corn M&M's now as well? No. Is it? No, no M&M's have flavor. Candy corns are just sweet. I don't understand your assessment that it's trendy and cool to bash it. It's if, Like on social media, people love that. Constantly, yeah. guys are like bashing candy corns. Like bashing like pumpkin spice or... Yeah, yeah kind yeah. of. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, Circus peanuts are easy to beat up on, too. Yeah. Right. You know I have to say, there was a time for me... Where circus peanuts are pretty I cool. liked them too. Yeah, yeah. Now they're disgusting. I Why? They're just solidified sugar. Your your tastes change as you grow. I think. And, yeah. And I think chocolate is a more mature. I'm sorry. I'm into <laughs> chocolate now. Yeah. Dog chocolate. Uh, so, all right, let me go through a few of these, and then we can uh, break up into groups. Okay, and, uh, all right. discuss, discuss, write essays, I'll grade them. <laughs> America's favorite Halloween candies. Now, what I don't know is if these are in any particular order or not, so Bill will love this. <laughs> love uh, it when it's out of order, but keeps these, the audience guessing. These are the top ones. Skittles. Uh, and by the way, there are a few non-chocolate uh, you know, candies that are in here, oh, and okay. Skittles, Skittles. Is, is up there. Uh, Reese's Cups, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Uh, M&M's, I like the ones with the peanuts. So do I. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snickers, Starburst. <laughs> Starburst. Candy corn oh, is one of America's oh, favorite oh. Halloween candies. <laughs> Even Mel hot, Gibson doesn't like it. Hot, tam- <laughs> hot tamales. Oh, I like those. Do you really? Yeah. You like the cinnamony, yeah. spicy stuff? I've never really been that, into that. That'll be, I don't hate them, but... That'll be like my only... Non chocolate treat. Okay. Never liked those. Uh, Tootsie Pops are okay. still a top one. Not for me. Yeah, I always liked they them. They were the dregs of the bag, but eventually you get around to them. <laughs> no, I like Tootsie Pops. Tootsie Rolls can. Yeah. Uh, come I, up some. I prefer, to, I <laughs> yeah. prefer Tootsie Pops. <laughs> yeah. Tootsie Pop drops were great. Do they still make those? What, wait, what's the I love those. It, it's a, without the lollipop. Without yeah. the lollipop without stick. The stick and a little, They're bit, a little smaller. bit smaller. I did yeah. like those case. Yeah. 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 Especially the grape. It's funny because I like, <laughs> and it, it, sometimes it's just the way it's shaped, Preston. Like, for example, I we we got it home. We got a I got a Halloween container of hers, cheese ball, cheese puffs, the balls. Yes. Um, I, I freaking love them, and I'm I'm not you know like I was never a fan of the the. I always thought I liked the doodle, whatever a doodle is. You know, the, the yeah, like yeah. a Cheeto, right? Like a Cheeto. Yeah. Uh, Cheeto puffs. The yeah. puffs are like. Boom, boom, boom. And 35 is 150 calories. So I'm like, 29? Oh, my God. <laughs> I never liked Tootsie Rolls. 
Uh, I like they're him. not worth the calories. For I me. liked him for a while. Now I don't. See, I really like her care thinking. For him. She, yeah. she, she's thinking calorically. Do I want to blow this on a tootsie roll? I'd rather right. save it for for something I really want. Yeah, yeah. But if I really need some chocolate, you're okay. And with that's tootsie. the only thing that's there, <laughs> right? You'll, it's kind of like a fat chick at the end of the night, you know. Um, she's the only one left. <laughs> So sweet. Uh, I'm, yeah, you were joking. I am just adorable. There's two left. There's two you left. You are just Let adorable. me get through this list. <laughs> All right. Whoa. Jesus Christ, there's two left. That's Whoa. mad. I know we're supposed to talk about it. No, we will, but <laughs> I'll finish the list and we can okay. Okay. Right, right, We're going to go. forget the He's goddamn list. list. We'll, we'll break off into groups. I understand. Yes. <laughs> Sour Patch Kids and then Hershey's, the regular Hershey's chocolate bar. Just plain chocolate. Yeah, so these are the, these are the top ones uh, in America, according we're, to this. Where does the the Hershey bar, the classic Hershey bar, still works? I think, right? Yes, yeah, just yeah, boring. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I, listen. Like I'd rather said, that than a Tootsie Roll. Agreed. I would take I would take a Hershey's chocolate bar Oof. over a Tootsie Roll. Yeah, you'd be torn on that. I think I'm torn on that. Okay. Oh. Mm. What about s'mores with uh, the Hershey's bar? Oh my god, yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I leave out the marshmallow. All right, Dude, so I'm over marshmallow. Me I have too. I have I to mention. I'm. We we had them at a charity event, um, Tuckins. And, oh yeah, and yeah, I yeah, said yeah. the Tuckins. Yeah, it is basically a self-contained. Yeah. Oh yeah, s'more on yeah, a yeah. stick. Yeah. Oh my. You know what I did this summer, Steve? Oh my god. I did uh, uh, s'mores with uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. I knew you were going to say that. It was as Casey said. I talked idea. about that many times Years on ago. this show. You stole it. And give me credit. God damn it. <laughs> god damn you to hell, Nick McElwain. Credit now. Okay. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> you win. Uh, I would agree, Casey. That yeah. is a great invention. I've only been talking about it for 21 years. So anyhow, <laughs> I'll go through I'll go through the, the states in our region uh, and the top candy picks. And uh, and I, I find a couple of these surprising. Uh, so in Delaware, according to this study by CandyStore.com. Woodcock. Uh, no. Skittles. Skittles! Are number one in Delaware. Okay, I guess tax-free shopping. Yeah. Make Skittles. Skittles. Uh, New Jersey, Tootsie Pops. Okay. Huh. Jug handles, Tootsie mm-hmm. Pops. Sure. I think Tootsies are, are that's fake chocolate. It's, yeah. To me, it's not real chocolate. It's Tootsie Pops. These are the, the, yeah, but the, the sucker. Within the, uh, within There's the a Tootsie roll inside in, of it. Yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, like the Tootsie portion of the pop is uh, um, leaves me wanting more. Well, I just th- find the combination of the candy and the chocolate together makes a nice, it's nice. harmonious. It's nice. Yeah. I, I would agree it. that the, the stickless, the, the what do they call it again? The, Tootsie Pop Drops. To, Tootsie Pop Drops are work for me better. Uh, all right. Then uh, New Jersey. All right. Tootsie Pops. Pennsylvania, Hershey's mini chocolate bars. God, man, this whole tri-state area is just boring as f. What I'm surprised at is looking at America's favorite Halloween candy is that Twix and Kit Kats aren't on there. You guys love those. I yeah. love them. I like Kit Kats. Twix, I'm just kind of. I um, love Kit Kats. I'm, I'm a little uh, uh, lukewarm on, but. <laughs> but. <laughs> But I always thought those ended up in the tops of the. Uh... All right, this is some list. I don't know who put this list together. Yeah, it's um, candy yep. candystore.com. They're horrible people. Their rankings and I based know that on they have sweatshops. Twelve years of sales data, uh, with a focus on months leading up to Halloween. Uh, Twix and Kit Kats to me are are, are massive home runs. Yeah, and they they don't appear. I'm surprised. Steve. Now in Rhode Island, they're the tops. There okay. you go. Uh, Twix are. Uh, but uh, all right, so and then uh, uh, in areas in our in our general region, New York is hot tamales. Hot tamales in New York? Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Steve, did you say what your wife's favorite chocolate was? 
Uh, the, of, of all? Uh, well, like uh, a Halloween. M- m- midnight Milky Ways. Oh, the Dark Chocolate Milky Ways. Yeah, I like those. She loves them. Uh, and that that for her uh, is is absolutely at the the top. I like your wife's taste in chocolate. Yeah, so she's a fine woman. Any other states you're interested in? Or uh, uh, I would Montana. like to hear about Oregon. All right, Montana. Uh, yes, dub- I'm interested in North Dakota, please. Uh, double bubble. Double bubble. That's chewing gum. And North Dakota is candy corn, oh. dude. Yeah, oh that God. area of the country is in. It, they're a little behind. You what are you talking what? about? Ca- candy corn? <laughs> they just got the iron horse there, Preston. They're living in the past. <laughs> Look, uh, M&M's white candy corn does exist. This is a new flavor this year for M&M's. And, uh, white candy corn, White huh? candy corn, yeah. yeah. Racist. Racist. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few different uh, M&M flavors. There's a few different. I've noticed that you went very... Very high pitched on that. Yeah, uh, they have like a hazelnut or something like candy that. candy corn. Um, no, oh. no, M and M's. M and M's been like flirting no. with new flavors. Yes, M and M candy corn. I haven't even tasted it, and I know it's horrible. However, mm. I love M and M's caramel. Have you had those, Preston? Mm. Yeah, they're sensational. They're really good. And then the mint M and M's as well. Did yeah. you say uh, pumpkin pie case? I did not say that pumpkin pie. They so, had that this year as well. That's a seasonal for M and M's. Do you remember when you used to trick or treat and the guy would just put a slice of pumpkin pie in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, I made it today. Uh-huh. I can't afford candy, so I made a pie. We made you some pie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember you, when you trick or treat, even back then you knew, Here, here's a piece of London broil. <laughs> what? I'm on planet. I never knew what, what the hell to do with popcorn balls, man. I'm like, yeah. no, popcorn balls. Yeah. Like the can- yeah. I, yeah. Now, popcorn I would eat because I figured the razors would have to be super tiny. <laughs> uh, hang on a second here. I, what What is this? Look, Who is this? Carrie, what is this? What's up, man? <laughs> Hi, Carrie, you're on the air. Hey, guys, you guys rock. Hey. Hello. All right, so what? what is this you wanted to tell us? So I read an article about how Hershey's has a chemical in it that they've been doing since the beginning of their company. It's an acidic chemical, and it's the same chemical that's in your body when you throw up. And if you eat a piece of a Hershey's and then follow it by a piece of, like, lint chocolate or something else, you will immediately taste that acidic taste. And I can't eat Hershey's the same way to this day. You eat a, pe- a Hershey's and then you eat what? Any other chocolate that's not Hershey's. Like a different type of chocolate. So it's a, you'll- it's a protective yeah. measure to force you to vomit? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the exact- I- Taste in your mouth when you vomit. It's crazy. I've I've spent years eating Hershey's and I've never had an aftertaste that approximated vomit. And I've also eaten on Halloween night, I'm certain of it, a Hershey's and then something else. And And I don't remember going, ooh, this tastes like puke. I've actually eaten I've actually eaten vomit. (laughs) Wow. And it's totally fine. (laughs) Carrie, have you actually tried this experiment? Yes, and I've had family members do it, too, and now they're all the same way. They tasted it as soon as they started to realize it. All right, so mm. you're saying a regular Hershey's chocolate bar followed yes. up by any other chocolate or candy? Yeah, like eat a different piece of chocolate, like lint or Different piece of like chocolate. chocolate. All right, and it yeah. will generate a taste akin to vomit. It says, I, I'm actually looking at an article. She, it's whatever she's saying. She must have read something similar. So it's vomit, Parmesan cheese, and sour butter is the taste the, that you'll get. You might get one of those three. So you eat yeah, the Hershey's first, then you eat another piece of chocolate, and you're supposed to taste it. that. It's because hmm. of some okay. something acidic in it. Is that supposed to turn you... Maybe that's supposed to turn you off to other, other chocolates, chocolates brands. Mm. It's like, that's how you know it's working, Preston. Interesting. Thank you, Carrie. Well, well we... 
We're going to have to try that out. I've eaten, no. Throughout my life, I've yes, we should try it. But I've, throughout my life, I've eaten Hershey and then hey, gone into other chocolate. Marissa, Mars brought in a bunch of uh, Halloween candy yesterday. Can you guys see if there's Hershey's in there or not and other types of chocolates? Chocolate. We should try that out. Um, I'll take the vomit. By the way, I know that Europeans think that Hershey's chocolate is terrible. Oh, yeah, it's really? Most, it's mostly an American. I think M&M Mars... Originally was a European company, and now it's a, you know it's an American company as well. But um, Hershey's is obviously a Pennsylvania company, and I don't think it's uh, very prized in Europe. I will say I don't. I, when we were getting that, uh, when we were in England last year, I I didn't like. I don't like I their know. chocolate, man. I think it's, it's just different. W- yeah. It's different. We're it's not what used you grew to it. Up on, yeah, I, I think is the deal. So. Also, a lot of if you go with the the ones that are high, you know, they have the percentages where it's seventy percent cocoa and uh, or coca and mm-hmm. and. Uh, some of it can be, it can almost taste like baker's chocolate. It's so arch yep. in its yes. taste. Yeah. Oh, my God. We went to we went to a, a chocolate <laughs> shop in London. Yeah. Our, our, our tour guide took He's like, this is the prime spot. And we're like, okay. So we bought a couple of bars of chocolate. And it was very high-end stuff. We took it back to the hotel, ate it. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, non-edible, disgusting. Like, I could Give me water. I could, yeah. I could, yeah. Give me water. Give me water. It was horrible. Yeah. Uh, but Everything has I to think, be so sweet for us. I think that part of it was that it was just, there was so much coca in there. Yes. That it was just, wow. I remember, Preston, when they, they first started coming out with those percentage bars, I'm going, well, yeah. If the, I'm going for the 80 of it. Yeah. But it is very, it, it becomes very, yeah. I, I don't know whether it's okay. sour tart. Marissa found a Hershey's chocolate bar. Thank you, by the way, Marissa. She's and a Kit Kat and Three Musketeers and Snickers. See, right. I think it has to be another pure chocolate. Just straight chocolate? Yeah, yeah. Is that what it says in the article? Yeah. God damn it. I know. I don't have that. <laughs> um, well. That's okay. You could we'll try it anyway. All right. So wait, Can I have sorry. a piece? Who makes Kit Kat? You what? guys go ahead. No, no, no. Dupont. Um, well, just try, try no, it with Dupont's that. Dupont's is not. Um, See, so Kit Kat is a Hershey's product. Okay, it's got to be a non-Hershey. Yeah, it's got to be a non-Hershey. Uh, so what I'm saying is, you, what you could do is, is ultimately, you know, like we take the Snickers. Snickers is Mars, right? Um, uh, you okay. Just suck the chocolate off. <laughs> is it Mars? Yeah. Okay. I'm interested in sucking the chocolate off. <laughs> All right. Yes. So am I doing this? You're doing yeah, it. I'll do. Yeah, so, you I'll have do it the here. most refined palate of the uh, you show. You do. I don't. And, just make right. sure you go like, mm-mm-mm. Yeah, make, like that. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you let us know you're enjoying it. Steve. Uh, okay. Oh, wait. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hang on a second. Uh, I wanted to Sorry, my fingers got on it. Oh, my God. Wait, here. Catch. Have There's, you touched your pee-pee recently? There's the Snickers. Uh, All right, thank you. Not in the last half hour. All right, there we go. Right. I'll take that. Let me. <laughs> your hands should be clean then. <laughs> I'll let you go first so we're not both right. eating at the same time. Well, you're the you're the, 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 the host. You the connoisseur? I don't okay. Know, yeah, the, so the connoisseur I, should have. I'm eating. By the way, the single sections of Hershey's are called pips. Oh, really? Preston mm-hmm. is eating his chocolate right now. I'm eating my pip. Okay. He is... Savoring those rolling it around in his mouth. Mm. He's going, mmm. <laughs> I like Hershey's chocolate. Yeah. He just <laughs> said he likes Hershey's chocolate. I apparently I do that every day. You can't mm. help it. I am. All right. Now. He enjoys eating. <laughs> now let me try the Snickers. All right, wait, wait. I'll try to eat just the chocolate on the other side. Give us out. give us tense music here. Oh, ten, ten ten music. Music. He is dying oh, because he couldn't help himself. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do a full on, but he did go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go I, ahead. I, I love you, man. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit! All right, All right tension, please. Thank you. 
take the second chocolate, will it elicit the sense and taste of human vomit? Hmm. <laughs> he threw up. <laughs> no. Well, not at all. Not even in the slightest bit. So it's got to be another piece of chocolate that is made with cocoa. I but tried with... to I tried to bite just the outside here. Of I did it? get a little bit of the caramel goodness uh. in the middle, but um, of the Snickers. But um, I mean, listen, who cares? It still tastes good. I agree. We still like it. Steve, go ahead. Steve's Steve's pip is I'm hanging like out of his mouth. Yeah. Right, with the chocolate on my nose. I'm caught. I'm fine. I'm gonna eat trash on it. You're both eating. Oh, man. I love Snickers. I know. They're so good. I love. I, I really like Snickers. <laughs> Come here, Trooper. <laughs> now, Preston, I'm dipping this in the vomit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't taste... I taste nothing like that, that is any any Parmesan cheese, okay. sour milk, vomit, none of that. Perfect. Right? I don't want anything to ruin, ruin my Hershey experience. Nope, it won't. I don't think, anyway. You I guys just... remember when we had that, um, the manufacturer rejects come in one time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with like all the... Yeah, Dove. Oh, from a Dove. Dove yeah, those are great. Those are really good. They Holy just, they, Christ. They just looked a little bit different. Yeah. I don't care that they're misshapen. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Steve. You no. taste anything weird? No. 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 Guys, no. 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 I'm calling no fair. No. In case you want a piece of chocolate. I would love one. There you go. Uh, but not that kind. Okay. You don't like Hershey's? Um, or is it I don't I prefer, it? I'm a little picky, which is weird because I'm Here's a Reese's miniature cup. <gasps> mm, okay. You God, want that, Kath? <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, here's uh, three Musketeers. Nope, Kit Kat. What is this? Yeah, I don't... You know what? Here you go. Rock me a Kit Kat. Uh, there's and only one, but you can have it. Why is it in a dark here's, wrapper? I got a <laughs> must three Musketeers. What do you do? If you want it. I, I thought you were ready cup. for it. <laughs> It's just Halloween. It's I think Milky Ways are a waste yeah. of time. Uh, I think Three Musketeers are a waste of time, unless yeah. they're frozen. You know what? No, wait. Yes. You're right. You're right. They're even more of a waste of time, in my humble opinion, than uh-huh. Milky Ways. I don't like just the nougat, although I do like that word. Nougat. Nougat is nougat. a fun word. Yeah. But the nougat, that's what you have in the in Three Musketeers. Then the Milky Way is at Three Musketeers with caramel. What did you just throw away? Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> waste my time with Tootsie you're Rolls. You were going on. How you like Tootsie Rolls? No, earlier. I like Tootsie Pops. He's, you're forgetting your. If there's you're, nothing, you're forgetting else. your earlier rants. Yeah. Wow, I if think nougat should replace glands as instead the of glands, carriage of the penis. <laughs> <laughs> wow, right? Wait, nougat replaces glands? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's the undercarriage. I think it's like the the tip. Suck my yeah. nougat. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You suck my nougat. Put your please. tongue right on the nougat. Oh yeah, huh? right there on the nougat. Right, at the, right on the end there. You just got. Can you fit my nougats in your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> well, just one nougat. Oh, one. man. One at a time, please. Two might be painful. How do we go from the delight, delightfully innocent candy conversation? I'm pretty sure it was you. What does yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of freak would do that? I feel like nougat. All right, is... hang on a second. Aaron. <laughs> Should Aaron... be the discharge. Oh, Preston? God. I'm going to go to Aaron, who lived in England. Let's do this. Hi, Aaron. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Can I please speak with Stephen Pakistani on the Silversia line? <laughs> Stephen Pakistani on the Silversia line. Uh, we'll patch you through Milikregro. He, he now works for Nutrise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you want to say, uh, Aaron, about chocolate? Okay. So I used to live in England, and when I would come home to visit, I would think, like, oh, I'd like to, you know, take something nice back into work to, you know, thank everybody for, like, covering my stuff while I was away. And right. So one time I brought a bag of Hershey Kisses. I was like, well, you know, like I'm from the Philadelphia area, so I'll take 
like Hershey's chocolate. What could be more authentic than that? And I took this big bag of Hershey Kisses in, left it in like a central area, and they sat and they sat and they sat and nobody took any. And I was like the only one over there like, mm, these are so good. <laughs> and finally, it was like months later, somebody was like, oh, like American chocolate is garbage. It's so bad. It tastes like vomit. And I was like, no, like, what are you talking about? And so they said, you know, they have Cadbury chocolate over there. Over there, That's like their dominant. Yeah, okay. Brand. It's all over the place. They were like, yeah, they were like, eat a piece of Cadbury's and then eat a piece of Hershey chocolate and it will taste like vomit. And it, it does. I think, I mean, I now I'm back here, like, I eat Hershey's, it's fine. But if you compare it between those two, there is a weird, like, acidic. Hmm. Well, maybe, it's, maybe it is a chemical so, thing. There's yeah. definitely a different flavor, for sure. And, yeah. and I think that it's richer in, in yeah. more, um, and, and the, we use Hershey's as the standard. Now, if, if you have, like, yeah. Dove or Godiva or something like that, I think right. those taste a little bit better than Hershey's. Well, we use Ghirardelli. My wife, when she yeah. makes chocolate chip cookies, makes Ghirardelli, yeah. dark chocolate, Ghirardelli chocolate uh, chips yeah. in them. But I still love Hershey's chocolate. Absolutely. I think, I, mean, room, I think there's room for everything. Are, are, so, so, Aaron, shut are we, up. Are we doing this backwards? Are we supposed to eat the Hershey's chocolate second? So, I, I, when I've done it, I think that's when I notice the biggest difference. And I think it has to be like a like you could probably even do it with a good diver, like a good like yeah, dark a higher quality chocolate, chocolate. And then yeah, and then try a Hershey's. So. Like if you're just if you're just eating a Hershey's bar, you're like, oh, yeah, this is good. But then if you compare it against something that has like a higher cocoa content, you're gonna think it tastes maybe subpar. Okay. But all right. They also say Preston if you right. if you try if Thank you, you eat a Twizzler and put a used butt plug in your mouth. Oh. It tastes like poop. Oh, oh, yeah. no. oh you mean yeah. you mean a red vine. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those things. Red oh. vines have a bizarre plastic. I, some people like them. I, I, I Twizzlers the beat red vine. The theater that I go to switched from Twizzler to red vine. No. I'm like, hey, I'll try red vines, whatever. I, I ate a half one. I'm like, I this is not even edible to me. I thought it was horrible. When you eat the Twizzlers, do you do the lady in the tramp? The, 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 like like a like a ticker tape going in reverse in your if my you mean if my wife and I are like, doing like, it like like quick chomps oh yeah yeah, yeah sure yeah sure and then you save all that in your mouth and you have a big mouthful of it's exactly chomp a twizzler chum yeah twizzler <laughs> uh, <laughs> chum uh-huh. Bam Bam by the way loves red mines and in fact he will get he gets like a whole bucket of them okay. it's like and, addicted right yeah and then what really? well yeah. so, so there's some rock star who likes red mines you told him about it and so now he's trying John to be like, wait. He's trying to be like Loves Billy Idol, something like that. But he, um, what he'll do is he'll uh, let them go stale, so they get like a little bit harder, uh, and that's how he eats his red vines. Yeah, something's wrong with Jackie. Yeah, wow. Actually, when you talk about like the peeps and stuff like that, marshmallow peeps, I feel like they're better when they're stale. When so they're you gotta like okay. honestly, I have no. I, I, the, the, to me, it's it's such a overpowering sugary taste when you eat a peep. Yeah, it's you know it's it's like, that's the way marshmallows in general have uh, become to me. I, yeah. I know it's essentially it's a marshmallow, but it has sugar on yeah, the outside yeah, yeah. of it. But Dude, it's marshmallows in, in general have, have become kids that to me. Love marshmallows. Yeah, love as them. s'mores like, or just regular straight up marshmallows. So we will, uh, you know, we'll buy marshmallows for s'mores. Yeah, and uh, and then we'll go to make s'mores, and there will be no marshmallows in the bag. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't mind them with hot chocolate. I think they're oh good my, with hot absolutely. chocolate. Absolutely, absolutely. I do like them yeah. that way. But anyhow, everybody's got. Their own taste. So, uh, well, just thought this was an interesting look. And somebody was pointing out, um, let me go to Rick real quick. This will be our last call because he wants to point out something about the survey or the study yeah. that was done. Hey, Rick, good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry for bothering you at work. All okay. good, buddy. What's up? 
Hey, uh, I think this list is a little skewed because it's based off of the sales rather than a survey of what people actually like. Yeah, and, 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 I, I, and I said it. That's a good point. It's it's it has to do with major candy manufacturers and distributors. So it's what's bought most in each state. And I assume though that a lot of this is purchased on past popularity and what people are buying, you know, but I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You can right. also say also, and to, to Rick, to your point, if, if it's the, a lot of the purchase obviously will occur around Halloween. And so if you're purchasing simply, simply indiscriminately purchasing candy for trick or treaters, yeah. you may not necessarily be purchasing the candy you yourself prefer. Yeah. Right. Well, double bubble and everything like that, you normally find in the cheaper bags of mixed bags of candy with the, uh, yeah, and those idiots in Montana. <laughs> Yeah. Cheap bastards. Cheap freaking <laughs> bastards. All right, thanks, Rick. I appreciate it. All right, I was going to take a break, but apparently we've taken too long and can't do a commercial break and then come in back in time uh, with our friends at Fox Good Day. So we're just going to we're gonna hang out for a while. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know what they want to talk about. Me today. neither. I talk just... about candy corn and its correlation to <laughs> right? pedophilia. It pro- pedophilia? <laughs> what? Oh, Marissa brought in. Let's okay. see. Uh... Wow. Okay. What is interesting? It? Uh, an accidental posting of something. Okay. Anyhow, oh. we'll, it's okay. We'll we'll riff. That's what we do. That's what we do for five hours. We're riffing right now. Yeah. To be honest, uh, I haven't even this year. I have not. Oh, you know what? I want to point something out. Point. Oh, point yeah. away. And, and we're, we'll talk a little bit more. I have some other things about Halloween as far as uh, costumes go, but we don't have time to get into that right now because it'll be a lengthier discussion. But I got an email from a guy named Dan Phillips. Uh, and he sent a video of his home. He lives, I want to say he lives in Lansdale. Yeah, he says that located locally in the Lansdale area. Uh, and he has done on the front of his house, he's decorated, but but he used the projection mapping technique. It's very cool. And so his house, you've seen mainly Christmas where, yeah. they, where they have, yeah. you know, uh, like it looks like Santa's coming out of the window, stuff like this. Uh, this one has all spooky stuff. It's done very, very well. Is it? Yeah. It's it, the whole house is done up, and it goes from fun and goofy like jack o' lantern type things to really scary looking specters and stuff that show up. And so we're looking at a video of it right now, and, and it shows you know like uh, um, spiders crawling all oh, over. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, and the garage doors <laughs> open. They're, they're like they're they're uh, projected. It's it's a, a a projection screen essentially. The house is the screen. They use a projector and it projects things on the outside of the home. It's and really there's neat. music playing along to it. It looks pretty damn awesome. I'm curious how much something like that would cost. So I have I have the simple like that. interior that that I shine at the um, at the uh, blinds. I have the same. I have, I have something like I've done for years. I put a sheet up right. on our front door. It and looks it's like a murderer or zombies, ghost yeah. coming out. Yeah. And, and uh, but this is the entire outside of the house. And how I'm many, curious what that would cost? Yeah, me too. And how many different projectors does it take to create those images? I'm guessing this is a couple because if you take even like, like a short throw projector, right? Yeah, I'm gonna you say could at least get four. Yeah. Uh, because there, it looks like a few different things going on at the same time. So he's got this going on in the house, and there's audio. I don't know if he's got the setup where you can hijack, you know, an, an unused uh, radio frequency, frequency yeah. and drive by and hear the stuff. Those yeah. are pretty cool. I, I wonder what the house actually looks like in in that, the daylight because yeah. I don't know what of, of what I'm looking at is actually projection and what is the well, the house. It's obviously there is a two car garage there. Looks like why? Well, yeah, but that's also a projection. Yeah, yeah so. see the door opening, the garage door opening. So that is not a real garage door. So I'm wondering how he worked that out. 
Huh. It looks pretty cool. So he's located in Lansdale, and there's a there's a YouTube video. So thanks, Dan. That was uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, there's a house in like uh, Drexel Hill, uh, Upper Darby area that uh, they don't do the projections, but this dude goes like like you, Steve goes all out. He's got like an old hearse and stuff like that. <clears throat> it's per- it's really really freaky. So I go I go like this year. It's just a, it's it's modest, but some of you guys have seen it. Yeah, seen, seen the setup, and I, I modified it this year. But next year. So I contacted a place that builds movie stuff. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to get that after Halloween right? and get that ready for next year. But yeah. it, to me, it's so fun if you can do it. To me, it's sort of like a gift to the neighborhood, too, yeah. to make it exciting. It also, though, be aware that if you do do uh, decorations on Halloween and show your love for Halloween... Buy extra candy because you're telegraphing <laughs> to the neighborhood yeah. that you are into Halloween. Yeah. Was last year your first year uh, in a, for Halloween this in your is house? Second, so yeah. this is year number two. Y- y- well, this actually, I think this will be the third. third. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Third, and yeah. did you um, did you get a lot of trick or treaters last year? Uh, yeah, more than you expected. Or yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So what? And we're on a, on a main thoroughfare yeah. too. So uh, people will will pull up and it, and, and it they takes lo- a few years to figure it out too. But they love it. That's they, cool. The kids love it, and, and and mine's fairly simple. Some people go way. Oh, but it's 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 how you use lighting. Yeah. I was just, yeah. You said your your setup was simple. It's 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 it, well it's, <laughs> it's 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 similar to what you saw last year. It's I mean it's great. I went over last year to see his stuff specifically. It looks awesome. We do we do, and this is rare. I know it's most people don't do this, but it's kind of like the uh, Christmas of yore. We just decorate. On Halloween. Oh, do you? That? Oh, yeah, really? yeah. We go out and we put up the cobwebs and the inflatables and and uh, and the tombstones, but we just do it on that day. That's ah, kind of fun if you're all going out and doing it. Because the kids are into it. Yeah, like, let's go set it up. It's like yeah, turning yeah, the yeah, tree yeah. together. Yeah, 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 exactly like that. Well, also, Jay- it, it, it. So my stuff, I've got to secure it. You know, sink it into the ground, stake it, make sure it doesn't blow away. Yeah. So you, you got to put a lot of a lot of work into that. Yep, yep. A lot of uh, preventative measures yeah. if you're going to leave it out there for a while. So. Uh, but anyhow, uh, weather-wise, calling for rain tomorrow, but the word is that there's going to be a window, and it happens to be right in that in that sweet spot, like 6.30 to 8 or something along so. those lines. We'll see if that ends up happening. It may be spotty in areas, but it's going to be crazy mild, 74 degrees. Which is actually, you, that's, it, it, if it is raining, that makes it manageable. Yeah, if yeah. it was cold and rain, that'd be an issue. Agreed. Uh, so it'll be, uh, it'll be pretty, it should be pretty active. Yeah. Uh, people should be out and about all over the place. We got 30 seconds remaining before we go live on Fox Good Day this morning. Uh, let me see. What else can I remind you of? Oh, yes. Our friends from Union Tap are arriving this morning and bringing us some food. And it's part of the Thursday night, the Bud Light Platinum Thursday night huddle. Uh, Brent Porsche is going to be at the Union Tap in the Northeast Tomorrow night from 7 to 9, make sure that you stop by because you can win a pair of tickets to this Sunday's Eagles-Bears game. In fact, I'll take call number 10, and I'll give you a $25 gift card. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Music means we're going live on Fox. Here we go. Listen, Steve, you know here at Good Day Philadelphia uh, at Fox, we never make any mistakes. No. Never. Uh, No. (laughs) But uh, we did hear about a California school. They thought they were printing up a suicide prevention hotline and put it on the back of every student's ID. Turns out when you called the number, it's a sex hotline. (laughs) Now, you guys ever make any mistakes like that? Yeah, I was calling a sex hotline number and accidentally got a suicide (laughs) prevention line. It It was the absolute... Reverse of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I wonder if that saved some lives. I mean, you know... (laughs) 
a little surprise and look what well, I have to live for. Yeah, exactly. Something to live for. <laughs> Something yeah. to live oh for. Uh, you know what? You you you'll do the occasional. Um, it, it happens in the form of like sending a a loving text to uh, say like to my wife and having it go to the last person I texted in inverted. Oh, uh, I've done it. Yeah, I've and, done it. And and it's like, and you you instantly start to sweat and like, yes. oh no. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, it's it's the worst. So, yeah, it, and there's no way to retrieve it. I, with the emails, I think for a second or at least a couple of minutes, there's a chance of retrieving it. But I think the text is, I've yeah. had that happen a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have top line on your computers where you talk to each other? Like messaging? No, we messaging. don't have that. No. Uh, thank God. Because is it horrible? I'm trouble on that one. Oh, yeah, you think you're top line in somebody and it's somebody else. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Alex just sucks. And it goes right to me. Right right to listen, when, when things go to print... And then they print up thousands of yeah. copies of yeah, stuff. Yeah. We have had that happen before, most oh, definitely. Yeah. On our calendar, we've had things misspelled. I remember one time when we worked at Y100, we had these cups made, the promotional oh, cups. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundreds yeah. of them had the wrong phone number for the request line on there. It was a sex line. And, it was a sex line, yeah. And you don't throw them away. I mean, you paid money. You got right. you know I mean? So you got to hand them out. And, and Does that mean great. someone had, like, the sex line on speed dial or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you mix that up? Well, it's Steve, of course. Of course, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, my thing. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. Happy Halloween, guys. We'll see you soon. All right. Uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We will return in a moment and got some bizarre file stories I think you shall find interesting, so stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Throw a quick shout out if you don't mind. This was uh, from Mike Gerard. He actually wrote from Chicago a while back to let me know that they're he and his... Amazing wife, Caitlin, had a baby boy, Nolan. He was born October 15th, five weeks early. And at the time, I got an email that he was in the NICU, and he got back to me again and said, hey, he's out of the NICU. He came came home after six days. So happy to have him home. So a shout-out to you guys. And they're listening in Chicago. Chicago. That is absolutely Chicago. Chicago. I would like to give away some movie screening passes. We got a screening for Dr. Sleep. It is Friday, November 8th, so a week from this Friday, and it will be at the Landmark Ritz 5 at 730. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's when the movie opens. Monday, November 4th. So this is Monday. Excellent. At the Ritz 5, the Landmark Ritz 5. And this Uh, is about the guy who made that pillow that everyone uses. Yeah, yeah. This is my pillow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Dr. Sleep. No, it's a a sequel to... (laughs) Uh, the Shining. You actually. just read the book. I just yeah. finished the book. I did enjoy it quite a bit. This is going to follow the film, not the novel, The Shining, because they're different. They they have uh, they have similar themes and similar different characters, worlds. but they 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 end and have things happen to the characters differently. So it's going to follow the movie. All right, Danny Torrance in the in the past, in the future. So or in nowadays actually, but I really enjoyed the book. I thought it was great. So we'll take three callers, 215-263-WMMR, and we will set you up, Dr. Sleep Hits Theaters, on Friday, November 8th. Let's do the Bizarre Fire. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. Brought to you by Gwynedd Mercy University, where you can make a difference and a living. Check out their fall open house on Saturday, November 9th, to learn more about their ex- excellent academics Generous scholarships and deep commitment to service. Sign up today at gmercyu.edu. That's gmercyu.edu. Well, a man who attempted to spin his brand new tires lost control and crashed into a Michigan gas station before fleeing the scene. Whoops. 
Video shows William Edmonds accelerating in the parking lot of a BP gas station around 2.30 in the morning before his truck hits the gas pump island and crashes into the convenience store attached to the station. He told police he wanted to spin his wheels around 180 degrees. Oh, well, uh, he did it. He did it. Glass, plastic. And he got to go shopping, too. Plastic shelving, wine bottles, and countless food items littered the ground of the station following his out-of-control test drive. The dazed man... That was awesome! ...whose truck stopped in the middle of the store can then be seen attempting to detach his license plate and falling down on the debris-littered floor as he rips it from the truck. He then pulls up his sagging pants and walks out of the store past the skid marks of his pickup truck and then left uh, an outline on the floor. Top uh, that. Uh, no one was injured inside or outside the store. Broken bottles of liquor seeped into a floor outlet, creating smoke under the pickup truck. An employee recognized Edmonds as a regular customer in the store. <laughs> Told officers before the crash that the suspect bought a beer and opened it before entering the vehicle. Hey, buddy. A canine unit attempted to trace him now because he just walked away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My work is done here. They lost his scent. Investigators continued to check on his... Residence, what? Oh, the, I'm sorry. No, no, the uh, the bed just went away. Yeah, that's weird. And now it's playing. A, I'll get you some different music there. Right. Just Investigators continued to check on his residence, uh, and they arrested him when he returned home on Friday, roughly 13 hours after the crash. After his arrest, he told officers he had just gotten new tires, and he wanted to speed around the pumps <laughs> when he lost control of his pickup truck. When, then, you, when you want to push your vehicle to the max, don't you want to do it around gas pumps? And he, he told him that he had been drinking beer, but he didn't mean to hit the building or injure anyone. Oh, okay. He added that he ripped off his license plate after getting scared following the crash. So he was uh, charged with uh, reckless driving and leaving the scene of an accident. Because yeah, if the vehicle doesn't have the license plate, there's no way they can know who he is. Right, exactly. So he was purposely trying to like peel out or something like that? He was trying yeah. to like drift around. You know, around right? gas pumps. Around, yeah. around gas pumps. It seems pumps. safe. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, A flight attendant for Southwest Airlines says in a shocking new lawsuit that she caught two pilots streaming hidden camera footage into the cockpit live from the airplane's bathroom. Attendant, yeah, Renee Stinnaker alleges that in the lawsuit that she discovered the sick surveillance during a 2017 flight from Pittsburgh to Phoenix. At some point during the flight, the pilot, Captain Terry Graham, asked to... Uh, her to come to the cockpit so he could go to the bathroom. There's nothing in there. There's a uh, chick in the bathroom rocking a major dookie. We are <laughs> watching it up here in the cockpit, turning us on big time. This is what we're into. This is our kink. Uh, thanks for flying, Tilda. <laughs> uh, there was nothing unusual about the request as it's Southwest Airlines policy that two crew members be in the cockpit at all times. What was unusual was that what uh, Stinnaker says she saw when she got into the cockpit. She noticed an iPad on the windshield showing a live stream video oh playing God. on it of Graham in the bathroom. Uh, the captain's co-pilot, Ryan Russell, panicked when she realized it, uh, when he realized she noticed a device. Russell claimed that it was part of a new security measure featured <laughs> oh. on all Southwest oh. flights. Well, good. To the fat guy who just went to the bathroom, dude, you have a super hairy ass. (laughs) Uh, The flight attendant wasn't fooled. Uh, Stineker snapped a photo of the iPad and alerted her superiors when the plane landed. So they are investigating that. How about that? A new security measure, of course. It's wild that uh, that A, one person would do it, but that two people. Yeah. Yeah. You got to find a like-minded co-pilot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. An Arkansas hunter was killed by a deer he shot when he got out of his stand to go check on it. And that's not. Oh no, not again! And that's not the first time this has happened. Thomas Alexander, sixty-six years old, shot the animal with a muzzle loader near near Yellville, Arkansas, uh, Tuesday evening. Got out of his deer stand to check on it. 
Uh, Keith Stevens of the Game and Fish Commission said evidently it got up and attacked him, and he was gored several times. Alexander was able to contact his wife, who then called emergency services. Emergency personnel requested an air evacuation, but the hunter stopped breathing, had to be taken to an area hospital, and he was pronounced dead. It's unclear whether the man died of the injuries sustained during the attack or from another medical condition, but no autopsy is expected to be performed. Did the deer lure him out by playing dead? (laughs) Maybe. Gotcha, you prick. Wildlife officers have not yet found the deer that injured Alexander, so it lived and took off. Uh, but Stephen it's probably said, living under an assumed identity. Uh, they will, it entered the uh, deer yeah, the relocation program. program. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the uh, I'm an insurance salesman. Uh, let's see. They're going to search the woods with dogs throughout the day to try and find it. The accident is not an isolated incident. In 2016, another hunter was gored by a buck in southern Arkansas. <laughs> deer fighting back. Wildlife <laughs> officials recommend hunters wait at least 30 minutes before approaching an animal. Did you guys see the video? I, I saw it over the weekend. It was, I think, an antelope, and it looked like it was playing possum, and there were a hyena and a cheetah sort of fighting over this. Dead. It looked dead. The hyena eventually wins the battle between the hyena and the cheetah and then goes back to the antelope. Antelope gets up, takes off. Wow. No, it, it, it fooled both of the predators. Love that. Yeah. I didn't see that, but I did see an elk having butt sex with Steve-O yesterday. <laughs> oh. We did see that. In his Twitter post. It was crazy. Maybe Wildlife. his Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> okay, so um, in England, this is wild, a man who was stuck upside down at the top of a 290-foot former mill chimney... For about 15 hours, died. Yeah. Emergency services were called to Dixon's Chimney in Carlisle, but an attempt to rescue him with a helicopter was abandoned. A specialist cherry picker from Scotland was drafted in to help the man, uh, and uh, he was brought down, but police confirmed he was pronounced dead at the scene. A spokesman said that they knew his identity. They were assisting his family. Do we know how he was? He just I climbing up there to climb it because it looked like he climbed up there. I don't know. Fell. His foot got wedged because he was completely upside down. Yeah. And I guess after that amount of time upside down, it can kill you. It can yeah. kill you. The blood right. pulls in your brain, and, and he couldn't clear. He could. His his own body weight was prohibiting him from pulling himself back up. Yeah. While the man had responded to rescuers earlier, there had been no contact for some hours before a specialist team used the cherry picker to reach him. Uh, the rescue effort was described as highly complex and included the use of drones to assess the scene. Uh, attempts to use the helicopter had not been possible due to the precarious position the man was in and the potential for backdraft to worsen the situation. An investigation is underway. That's pretty That's wild. That's effed up. That. Mm. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you at this point in time. Let me give away uh, a $25 gift card for the Union Tap. Uh, we have a meet and eat today, and it is to promote uh, Brent Porsche and the MM Army and two of our calendar girls tomorrow night at the Bud Light Platinum Thursday night huddle. Always awesome. And Brent will be there, and they're going to have a $2.50, and I'll take caller number 10, and I'll give you that $25 gift card. Uh, $2.50 Bud Light drafts, $3 Bud Light premium bottles during the event, and in addition to the Eagles game tickets that will be given away. You could also win an Eagles helmet autographed by Derek Barnett, courtesy of Bud Light Platinum. So, caller 10-215-263-WMMR. Get on right now. We'll take a break and be back in a moment. Stay there. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I believe that uh, the Union Tap uh, just arrived. Is that uh, who came yes, in? Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, they brought with them, by the way, the, the Thursday night uh, premium light. Uh, I'm sorry, Bud Light premium Thursday night huddle is tomorrow night. 
uh, at the Union Tap in Northeast Philadelphia. And apparently they're bringing in the Pig Mac Burger. Pig Mac Burger. And that was the 2017 Burger Brawl People's Choice winner. Listen to this. Fried pulled pork mac and cheese, melted pepper jack cheese, seasoned bacon, and Jameson-infused barbecue sauce, and a toasted brioche bun. Mm. And they're also bringing in the Delphia Burger. 2018 Philly Mag's classic cook-off People's Choice winner. Pork roll, chopped steak meat, American cheese, caramelized onions, and cherry pepper aioli dressing on a salted pretzel bun. A pretzel bun. A pretzel bun, you uh, say. I know, I love pretzel rolls. Uh, so we'll do some more giveaways in a little bit, just a heads up on that. But Brent's going to be there tomorrow night, 7 to 9, chance to win uh, Eagles tickets and more. Such Honestly, it's always such a blowout and always big uh, a big party. Awesome. So, uh, binging shows, we've all done it. Imagine you'd be able to do it even faster than you have done it in the past. It's a feature that Netflix is quietly testing, and there's a bit of a backlash from the Hollywood creative types. Mobile users of Netflix spotted a new feature on the Android app that allows subscribers to speed up or slow down playback Without muting the volume. So usually when you hit fast forward, right. there's no volume. It just speeds up, slows down, whatever you're going to do. Um, but this will be able, you'll be able to play back speeds of point, or so at half speed, three-quarter speed, regular speed, one and a quarter speed or one and a half. That's not crazy fast. It's not. It's, respectively. It's... But you would be able to hear the dialogue and the music and all that stuff. Uh, the feature is not unlike what most podcast and audiobook apps already have, and it's used by some listeners to consume content more quickly. I didn't know that. I listen to audiobooks all the time. I didn't know you could speed it up. So I do I. I wouldn't do that. No. But, uh, so the response from the industry uh, is not good. Uh, filmmakers. <laughs> they, yeah, well, you remember, Preston, just b- before you go into this, you remember at the end. Years ago, the big thing was the rapid-fire credit scroll, which now happens routinely at the end of movies when they're going from one movie into another. They'll blow through the credits at the end of a movie, and Hollywood freaked out over that, yet now it's commonplace. Uh, It turns out that film... Yeah, but that doesn't doesn't mess with the creative. The content, but still, yeah. Uh, It turns out filmmakers don't like the idea of viewers watching their painstakingly crafted work on chipmunk mode. (laughs) Judd Apatow tweeted out uh, a comment that said, don't make me have to call every director and show creator on earth to fight you on this. Save me the time. I will win, but it will take a ton of time. Don't F with our timing. We give you nice things. Leave them as they were intended to be seen. Breaking Bad star Aaron Paul wrote, stop. There is no way Netflix will move forward on this. That would mean that they are completely taking control of everyone else's art and destroying it. Netflix is far better than that. Am I right, Netflix? Director Peyton Reed, who did Ant-Man, tweeted, This is a terrible idea, and I and every director I know will fight against it. Director Brad Bird, who did The Incredibles and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, said, It was another spectacularly bad idea and another cut to the already bleeding-out cinema experience. Uh, Pete Ramsey, who did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, said, Does everything have to be designed for the laziest and most tasteless? Uh, Netflix released a statement assuring that the feature is only being tested and is not permanent yet. They're just testing it for fun. They're not testing it with the overall plan of implementing it anytime. Uh -uh. They just like to test things without the ultimate goal being implementing it in their service. Is it noticeable, though? I mean... Uh, If you start to speed it up... Listen... At certain points, it was commonplace. There, there are, um, you know, a uh, certain radio companies 
for the longest time would take songs that they aired on the radio and would speed them up. And 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 some I could hear a difference from when you know we would play it and another uh, station would play it. And you'd, it used to be kind of a, a standard thing to get in more commercials. Um, I you know. When I watch a show, like on if I'm on the, the treadmill or whatever, and I'm watching it on the iPad, and it's a show that where the content isn't essential, like I'm watching an episode of Friends mm-hmm. or something, or and I want to, you know, I'll 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 jump along a few seconds to get past the walking down the street right. scene or whatever, you know, in in, yeah. in ten second increments mm-hmm. or five seconds or whatever the hell it is. But I, but so it's already exists. You can do that manually. Right. I see what they're saying is, you know, let. I think people can manually do that. I don't know. I don't know where I stand well, on this. Yeah. When it when it when it's actually when the when the pace when the actual speed of the film, if you will, it's not really film, but uh, is sped up. It changes the it changes the timing, changes the tone. People have with it all the time, yeah. though. They watch yeah. it in segments. They watch. They'll. they'll, they'll well, they'll, I know that they'll they'll jump past scenes. So I, I mean, I know, and, and directors have never liked any of that, and yeah. filmmakers have never liked any of that. But would you ever take Dark Side of the Moon and speed it up a little bit? No, no. but some no. people might, you no. know. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I just don't know how how it would look. You, you know, like how like much, an old time movie. Yeah, well, how and, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and yeah. And when my children play with their toys. <laughs> There's a. <laughs> there's a. Yes, the Godfather. <laughs> the Godfather part. There's a screen setting on newer TVs now that, like, it, it, on my brother's TV, I, I, I can't. I'm like, your brother has a TV? He does. I don't mean to brag. Uh, it's not even my TV. It's my brother's TV. So it's like, why am I bragging about somebody else's stuff? Stuff. Um, no, it's. Um, it is a setting, Privilege. and you guys have seen this, where. When you're watching a movie or a TV show, they're clearly on a set somewhere. You know what I mean? It is so crystal clear that um, do you even know what I'm talking? It's, it's a motion. It's a motion thing, and you can. And a lot of directors have asked over the years that no. you that you uh, shut that off. That, I, that it, it makes sometimes it'll make it'll make it look like a live soap opera. It'll make it look yes, uh, yes. And sometimes so there are applications for that in sports. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Right. Like, you know, that setting is fine for a football game or something. Do you like freak? That. I mean, if you freak out, if it drives you, I, I'm a it purist. When I'm watching a movie or whatever, I want it kind of to the standards that the director intended it to be. Yeah, yeah. If I'm watching The Real Housewives of Des Moines, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Hang on. So it's a feature that that makes the the picture look different. Yes. Uh, okay. It's called like clear mode or I, you know <laughs> no. most different sets. Yeah. Your set has it. I guarantee. Oh, it. I know it does, yeah. and, I, and I take it off so because it, it just. To me, it just doesn't look right. And then my brother's like, ah, oh, you, you, you get used to it. I'm like, I don't think I can ever well, What get it used does to that. is like in action scenes where there's a lot of, and Nick Murphy can probably with his video work could explain this even a little bit better, but but in scenes where there's a lot of kinetic stuff going on, it, it smooths it out. By the okay. way, Nick Murphy had tweeted, yeah, how about we don't F with a time based medium? So much time and energy goes into crafting pacing. Don't do this. So mm-hmm. he's a filmmaker. He, he's against it. A few people are texting in saying that they listen to our podcast at different speeds. So you can listen to our oh. podcast at uh, huh. one and a half times, or you can actually slow it down and and somebody said that when they do that occasionally we just all sound incredibly drunk right that's uh, what i get to do we, we. <laughs> but i <laughs> wow uh i suppose if you're in a hurry and you want to listen to the preston and steve show podcast uh the one and a half time speed would get that done. or savor it more with uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i um like I said, I listen to I listen to audiobooks quite a bit. It never had dawned on me to try to speed it up. Mm-hmm. But it takes an amount of time, 
And listen, I have to back stuff up so much freaking so many times because right. I just miss it that I wouldn't want it to go any faster than. Well, it yeah, is. having that 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 rewind button is cool. I think in listen again. <laughs> It's 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 this this aspect of does it alter the content as you said, Preston? Are you are you going to see it in a different way? If it's something that where you're you're watching it, and you want to get it the way it was intended and enjoy it the way it was meant to be. I think this f's with it. So if if they put it up, don't use it. Well, here's what we're going to do: had Marissa go and grab some uh, moments in film, some dialogue that might be long enough, and speed it up. Yeah, and we'll see if you can even identify. <laughs> What movie it's from? You two might one, as well get ready. Two one five two six three WMMR, and we'll uh, we'll give away a variety of prizes, right, Case? Oh man, we have so many things to give away, including okay. like Artie Lang tickets, uh, passes to join us at the Happy Place, uh, a Union Tap gift cards. We have passes for Doctor Sleep. We got cases of beer. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so call right now two one five two six three WMMR. We'll play uh, a clip for you, and you to identify the movie. While that's coming through, and we're waiting for that, today, or actually yesterday, was a bit of an anniversary, and it was a big one, too, and I did not realize this, but uh, the internet was born exactly 50 years ago yesterday. Wow. How about that? And what I didn't know about this, it was it was in 1969, a computer scientist and his graduate student at UCLA sent a message to a computer at Stanford Research Institute over what was then known as the uh, ARPANET. It's A-R-P-A-N-E-T. And this was the first ever signal sent electronically like this. It was uh, a digital <clears throat> D-pick, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. But it, what <laughs> what's interesting about it is how little information there was in it. The program was initially uh, designed for military communications. The message was supposed to be the word login, L-O-G-I-N. Okay, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. But the system crashed after two letters. No way. <laughs> so the first message sent over the internet was just L-O. Yeah. It's all they could send wow. because it, of the it, it overwhelmed the system. Was it possible they were going for their first LOL? It might have been. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was interesting that 50 years ago they successfully sent the first uh, message on what we now I remember, know is the internet. I remember Preston when the in the office. Uh, There's a DRE in New York when they started exchanging email for the first time. Yeah, and it's like this is this is wild. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, because honestly, the only way to do it before then was to write it down, stick it in an envelope, throw a stamp on it, yeah. or fax it. Yeah, faxing. Was faxing already faxing available? Was, faxing was prior to. Yeah, 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 you're right. All yep. right. Um, how often was like a carrier pigeon or like in Game of Thrones, like a raven used? Well, we used it all the time in, in our early days of radio. <laughs> carrier, people would send their carrier, pigeon, carrier pigeons to win contests. Right. Well, send yes. the pigeon now to win tickets. Play Skinnerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Louie got in first. <laughs> I mean, when was that kind of the exclusive mode well, of, listen, of airmail? I went and watched uh, Hamilton a couple of weeks ago, and I was just, uh, you know, it's sort of, I'm watching this, and I'm like, yeah, it, it like, took months for England to get the notice that, like, hey, we're, we're not going to be a part of you guys anymore. Sure. Like, that took a long, long time. And then, um, you know, King George, it took more months for him to, like, send a letter going, oh, yeah? And then another yeah. three another, months. Another, yeah. The, finally, the patient just went and <laughs> No, they they, they would use a, that would have been a ship. That would have yeah. been a ship, and it would have yes. taken so. But a long. ship full of pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> they would they would book a, a passage. Yeah, you know, ah, here yeah. comes the pigeon yeah. ship. 
And you walk See, in. the harbor there. Yeah, there's a message. Uh, they don't want you to be the king anymore. <laughs> Why didn't you just fly? <laughs> Across the ocean? Uh, but you really ran the risk of, like, the message not even getting there. Yeah. You know? And so that's why I was warning them, well, how often, obviously. Error, not a, retry pigeon. Not across the Atlantic Ocean, but, you know, how often was, uh, like, a, a pigeon? Well, or, pigeons or, were used or, in World War II. And yeah. you, they were used quite, I mean, Spies. listen. And that had quite, to have been the fastest way, right? Well, there I was Pigeon know. Express. <laughs> they had little uh, rockets attached to them. Yeah, there was an telegraph, and think, Casey, stuff like might, that. You got to remember that as well. They might have several birds carrying yeah. the same message, radio, and yeah. things like that. Something happened, but I, I yeah, I, I don't know. When your pigeon absolutely has to be there overnight, <laughs> mm-hmm. look it up on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can find federal out. pigeon. All right, you want to try this out? Yes. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. So we've taken some uh, some mo- movie speeches. And we've sped them up more than one and a half percent, or one and a half times. It's a, yeah. they're, they're way sped up. It's a time shift that that uh, Netflix is talking about, but that is still correct. people are not happy about it. Yeah, this we've we've used a time compression uh, to make things move a little more quickly, but it's not sped up the the actual pitch right of the uh, of the dialogue. So let me go hey! to let me K pitch, <laughs> uh, Marissa. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Marissa, you ready to try this? Yep. All right, let's see if you can identify this movie from this sped-up clip. Here we go. Just blind us. What the hell is supposed to do, moron? Poor little man. We're going to drop the baby. Over? Just over? Nothing is over until we decide this. Is it over with a 35-pound armor? Hell no. It ain't over now. That's where the going gets tough. Let's get going. Listen to me. Let's go. There's more. Yeah, Yeah, but I think you got it. All right, what do you think, Marissa? I have no idea. Oh, oh my God! I thought that was an easy one. Oh my God! Okay, oh sorry. Oh my God! Oh, Case, go back uh, go to where there. it was. Yeah, yeah and a little bit, a little bit more forward. A little bit more right. forward, right there. All right, we'll continue that speech. I'll go to uh, TJ. Hey, TJ. Hey, what's up? Hey, man, did you hear that last clip? Not really. Right, I'm gonna play a little bit more of it. Let's see if you can identify it. Here it is. Where's spirit? Where's the guts? be the greatest night do you know what that is I don't know. The Hills Have Eyes. The Hills Have Eyes. The classic speech from The Hills Have Eyes. (laughs) We're not doing just horror films because it's close to Halloween. But thank you. Thank you. In fact, there are, just a a hint, there are no The the inspirational speech from The Hills Have Eyes. (laughs) Let me me go to Ryan. We'll try one more. Hey, Ryan. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Ryan, did you catch that? I got it, but I don't know, man. All right, I'm going to play it from the beginning. Listen closely. Here we go. What the hell is supposed to do, moron? Poor little man, we're going to drop the baby. Over. You ought to know. It's easy. It's a classic, yeah. Ryan. Uh, wow. Uh, no. Oh, how, wow. Ryan, can, can I ask how old you are, please? 32. All right. You get it. You ought to know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thanks anyway. You're should, not a man. Should I do one more? <laughs> 
Let me try one yeah. more. All right, let me let me go to Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey, guys, F hunger in the butt. <laughs> F hunger in the butt. Yes, I think that's the theme this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hunger. Patrick, do you know what movie that's from? Hey, you know what I got to adjust? I'm going to go uh, Animal House. Yeah! Yes! Oh, there it is. Hang on a second, Patrick. Patrick, we're going to get those tickets to Lewis Black, Casey, if you uh, would. Yeah, sorry. About I didn't know. It was really loud. It stops, yeah, really. Loud. I'll play the, the normal speed clip. Go ahead. But we have uh, tickets to see Lewis Black bring his Gets Better Everyday Comedy Tours. going to be at the Merriam Theater March 6th. T- uh, tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., KimmelCenter.org. Pre-sale is tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. while supplies last. And the password for that is Rockstar. All right. Mm. And for those who missed it, listen. What's just lying around, sh- well, what the hell is supposed to do, you moron? War's over, man. Wormer dropped a big one. What? Over? Hmm. Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! All right, so you get the gist. That's... And this is the difficulty of speeding stuff That's up. why you ruin the original source material. All right, we'll go next to uh, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Jenny, you want to try this out? We got a new clip. Let's try it. All right, listen closely. Here's the sped-up version. Remember, Netflix is allowing you on their app to speed up with their Android app uh, the, uh, the, the whole presentation. So this is what it would sound like if they sped this movie up. Here we go. Look at Alan. Alan Rubble sales. Let me tell you why I suck as a sales. Let's say I go to some guy's office. Let's say he's either remotely interested in buying something. Well, then I go inside and I'm like, don't go eat a circuit toy with a pretty new pet. It's my possible sale. Oh, my pretty little pet. I love you. So I stroke it. I pet it. I pet it. Yeah, I love it. I love my little naughty pet. You're naughty. And I take my naughty pet and I go... Oh! I killed it! I killed my sale! That's right, bolt. That's when people like us have got 40 head, Alan. Am I right? God, they're sick. <laughs> That's awesome. That is wow. great. And, that. and you peeled off like five minutes yeah. if you watch that scene. Jenny, any idea? Wow. Um, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, <laughs> my God. Kathy, you got <laughs> it, right? Yeah. Actually hurt. Thank you, Jenny. Let me try. Let's try Kate. See if oh, she might know. Bye-bye, Jenny. Hey, Kate. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Do you need to hear that again? Yeah, I do. All right. One second. Yeah, a second. From the beginning or? Yeah, from, from the, the beginning. beginning. All right. All right, here we go. Look at Alan. Tell him we're both sales. Let me tell you why I suck as a sale. Let's say I go to some guy's office. Let's say he's even remotely interested in buying something. Well, then I go inside and I'm like, don't go eat a circuit toy with a pretty new pet. Well, the pet is my possible sale. Oh, my pretty little pet. I love you. So I stroke it. And I pet it. And I'm excited. Yeah, I love it. I love my little naughty pet. You're naughty. And then I take my naughty pet and I go, <laughs> oh, I killed it. I killed my sale. That's right, bolt. That's when people like us have got 40 head, Alan. Am I right? God, you're sick. God, you're sick. Uh, Kate, <laughs> what movie is that from? I have no idea. Oh, oh my God. These oh. are pretty easy. You okay. have to know us and this show. You know what I mean? I feel like they're pretty easy. If not, they're, also, they're also they're relatively, uh, so at this point, they've. it's not like they're super new. They're, but they fall in a, in, a, in a common demo, and they're, they're <sighs> iconic films. A lot of people are getting it right yeah. on the textbook. Yeah. Right. Let me go to Rob. Hey, Rob. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Sorry about your work. It's all good, man. Do you need to hear that clip again, or do you know what no, it is? No, I do not. That what? is from the classic movie Tommy Boy. Of course it is. That's right, Rob. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. Casey, what does Rob win? We got a case of Yards Loyal Lager, a crisp, clean, solid American craft lager. Drink Philly Loyal and pick up Yards Loyal Lager at Domestic and Imported Beverage in Glen Mills. You look like a Helen. <laughs> Helen, we're both in sales. Let me tell you why I suck as a salesman. 
Let's say I go into some guy's office. Let's say he's even remotely interested in buying something. Well, then I get all excited. I'm like, Jojo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty, pretty new, new pet. pet. <laughs> the pet is my possible sale. Oh, my pretty little pet. I love you. <laughs> so I stroke it. And I pet it. I massage it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love my little naughty pet. You're naughty. He's rubbing it on his nose. <laughs> it's like a little bun, a roll, oh, or something like that. It's so great. All right. We'll try another one. Let me go to Grant. Hey, Grant. How you doing, bud? Hey, good morning. All right, Grant. So we're speeding up audio from movies. These are pretty classic uh, speeches, and uh, this is to... See how it feels uh, if you were to speed something up, because Netflix is going to allow that, uh, or at least on the, one of their apps. All right, so here we go. You ready? Yep. Here we go. Here comes the MMRB. Join Brent Porsche Thursday from 7 to 9 at the Union Tap, 2711 Comley Road in Northeast Philly for the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Enter to win Eagles tickets and signed Eagles merch, courtesy of Bud Light Platinum. And enjoy 250 Bud Light drafts and $3 Bud Light Platinum bottles. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Good high-energy music for this kind of dreary-looking... Wednesday morning. Um, temperature is fairly comfortable, though. You're not, I mean, not necessarily a jacket or anything like that. Sixty-five degrees. I mean, it's comfy. Is it going to be the? It's going to be the warmest Halloween in quite a while tomorrow, right? Fifteen years. Uh, Seventy-five degrees. Fifteen years ago today. Yeah, yeah. It was colder than it was today. Uh, so uh, we are expecting rain tomorrow, and the the forecasts have been here and there. They're they're you know. Yeah, there's going to be a window, but we don't know exactly when, depending on your location. So it might rain, it might not. Hard to say. But after uh, the trick-or-treating is over, they're expecting some thunderstorms. So some heavy rain is making its way into the area. Uh, but 75 degrees tomorrow, so keep that in mind. Let's take a look at traffic. What's going on, Cap? So we've got a disabled tractor-trailer 95 northbound. Uh, stop traffic here between Chichester Avenue and the Commodore Barry Bridge. Two right lanes are blocked right now. Uh, on the southbound side of 95, you're jammed from Bridge Street through to Gerard and then the Blue Road to Highland Avenue. Schuylkill Expressway eastbound, slowing 202 to Belmont. The Boulevard into 30th Street westbound is jammed from Bear Avenue to the Vine. The Boulevard to Belmont, the Blue Road out to 202. Uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound, slowing Willow Grove to Fort Washington. Out on Bristol Road, uh, York Road. We've got an accident there. Police and EMS on the scene, so that's causing some delay. Blue Route northbound, slowing 95 to Broomall, southbound from uh, the Mid-County Tolls to the Schuylkill Expressway, 422 eastbound jams, Oaks to 23. And then in New Jersey, we've still got a number of things happening here as well. 42 north jam, Blackwood, Clementon Road to 295. Uh, the tractor trailer fire that's out there still blocking two lanes. 295 northbound stopped between Route 130 and the 42 freeway. 55 northbound uh, stopped between Deptford and 42. This traffic report for Brought to you by Ride Eco. It's the region's transit benefit program that lets employees choose a greener commute and save money, too. Tell your employer to go to rideeco.org to save, too. Rideeco.org. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, by the way, um, Union Tap, if what I saw was the Pig Mac burger... That's the most obnoxious thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and they they brought, they brought in these burgers. It was a 2017 Burger Brawl People's Choice Award winner. Fried pulled pork mac and cheese, melted pepper jack cheese, seasoned bacon, 
and Jameson-infused barbecue sauce on a toasted brioche bun. Brioche bun. That's with a burger on there, too, with a burger patty as well. It's a mofo. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that's where the uh, Thursday night huddle's going to be tomorrow night, 7 or 9. So, so bring your appetite. Stop eating now. Yeah. I had the other one. The pretzel go to bun one. You had the, the, Delphia, the Delphia burger? Oh, my God. Why I'm mm-hmm. having that right now, Nick, with isn't the pretzel the, bread. It's delicious. Isn't the pretzel mm. bread a delight? It's pretzel a delight. It's, a delight. Yeah. it's the so, candy corn of bread. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do some more gift cards in a little while. Uh, but I did want to mention this story. I've never heard of anything quite like this. Uh, I, I don't know if this is a junk drawer or not. I might get to a couple stories. I might just get to the story. I don't really know. This uh-huh. is a new character called the Never Herderer. It's out of the. Uh, it's out of the junk drawer. I definitely pulled oh, this out right. of the junk drawer. Right. So <clears throat> let me. In fact, it's. Let me put it back in so I can use the sound effect. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to do this right. Yep. <laughs> Uh, a forty. <laughs> you all right? I'm good. I thought you spit something out. All right, a forty-six-year-old man developed a rare condition known as auto brewery syndrome. What yeah. the hell is that? Yeah. So it it caused his gut to create a beer-like substance after he ate carbs, and he ended up in a medical journal as a result. So was he pissing tap beer? No, the man is the subject of a new BMJ Open gastroenterology case report, which details how he started having dizziness, brain fog, memory loss, and aggression issues in 2011, about a week after he finished a round of antibiotics for a thumb injury that he had. So was he bloating up? Well, I don't know if he was bloating up imagine that would do that, right? So his doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong and referred him to a psychiatrist who prescribed him antidepressants in 2014. Apparently, this was happening a lot. Wow. So it didn't help with his symptoms. The man was pulled over by police one morning for driving under the influence. He told police he hadn't had anything to drink. But a breathalyzer test suggested that he had an initial blood alcohol level. And it says here 200 uh, mg slash dl. I don't know. It says which would be anywhere between from 11 to 14 drinks or cocktails. That's Mm. hammered, man. So his body is producing alcohol? And I'll explain how it works. Okay, so he was around 230 pounds, uh, but he, he was arrested. So his aunt had read about cases of people who acted drunk after they said they hadn't been drinking and urged him to get more tests. And eventually, doctors ended up finding a specific fungus. I'll do my best to right. pronounce it. Uh, Give uh, it to Casey. He's pre-med. Saccharomyces cerevisiae is, is the name of this fungus, also known as brewer's yeast, and they found it in his poop. Whoa. So his body no was producing brewer's yeast, basically. It's usually used to turn carbohydrates into alcohol during wow. the brewing process. Wow. So, So... The yeast eats the carbohydrates, and it expel it. It it its byproduct is alcohol. But the, I mean, it takes a little while for that reaction to take place, doesn't it? I mean, when you're brewing something, it takes a long yeah. time. Sure. Did so, he change up his uh, his poop seasonally? Mm-hmm. Like, was there a pumpkin? Sp- <laughs> it was. It was going to work inside his gut. The man was then diagnosed with auto brewery syndrome, so he could in fact be drunk without <laughs> drinking. Correct. He was prescribed antifungal medication and told to stop eating carbs, but that didn't work. He ended up having his symptoms again. Hit his wow. head, developed bleeding in his skull. <clears throat> Unfortunately. The case report says doctors didn't believe that the man had been hadn't been drinking. After eventually finding a new doctor, it was confirmed that he had fungal yeast in his intestines and bowel. The man ended up taking different antifungal medication 
and stop eating carbs for six weeks, and eventually he recovered from it. He reset he his like, system. He was like that all the time. He was like drunk mm-hmm. all the time because this was creating alcohol in his gut, in his, in his own poop. So how was the, what was the frequency? <laughs> what is the frequency of this occurring in? Well, it says this is not the first time this has happened. A New York woman made headlines in 2016 after she had DUI charges dismissed due to her Autobury syndrome diagnosis. And a Texas man made news after being diagnosed with the condition when he went to the ER complaining of dizziness with a blood alcohol level that was almost five times the legal limit, which, by the way, can kill you. Are they they, uh, Mm. like failing breathalyzers or is is this like... Yeah, it it, it registered that he had been drinking 12 to 14 drinks. Yeah, Yeah, no, 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 I know. But like, is it showing up in the breath or is it showing up in the blood? test is what I'm asking. Uh, let's see here. He a breathalyzer test. Okay. It says right here. Okay. So also, uh, huh. also known as gut fermentation syndrome, Autobury syndrome is a rare condition where ethanol is produced through fermentation by either fungi or bacteria in the gastrointestinal system. It is normal to have some ethanol produced in your body when you digest food, but the amount is usually really small. Is there any symptom, symptom that causes your body to produce pretzeled bread? Uh, no, but man, I wish there was. Work on that. Excellent. That's crap and pretzels. <laughs> stuff is great here. Uh, I, I wonder if it would be the little nubs or, you know. I think be, the, 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 the actual pretzel because that's. The pretzel shape, yeah, the you're, twisted. Your okay. rectum sort of a Play-Doh Ooh. fun factory. Well, I don't need you, to get graphic, but. If you move your butt around on the toilet seat, you could create. Listen, that. it's like the, the, the great Dutch pretzels of yore. I and mean, we would literally be effing hunger in the butt. Uh, yeah. You know? Uh, when there is fermenting yeast or bacteria in your body, though, it can cause extreme alcohol levels. Anyone can develop autobrewery syndrome. Unbelievable. But it's more common in people with other conditions like diabetes, obesity, and Crohn's disease. Ah. Which is interesting. Mm. And I should take this moment to plug our event coming up on the 16th at uh, a Mother's Wish Gala at uh, Rivercrest Country Club in Phoenixville, and that is to raise funds for treatment and um, uh, research for Crohn's and uh, colitis and things like that. So it happens. IBD. That's that's very interesting that that your body is doing this. Yeah. And, and so you wonder how many people <clears throat> unaware of this yeah. have been um, yeah. arrested for drunk driving or whatever. So, so something that they are consuming somehow reacts with their body and creates brewer's yeast, essentially. Now, I, that I don't know. It's, okay. it's a fungi. Yeah. So somehow or another, it's, it gets, it's it's in it gets in there, but I don't know. Okay. How that that's what's not explained in this is how the fungi ends. I up think you actually yeah. just have to eat fungus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. So my um, uh, my cousin was just telling me that when he was in high school, and I guess all the high school kids are in school right now, so. Uh, he used to, he and his friends used to make Applejack. Uh, do you know what Applejack yeah. is? Yeah. Um, it's a nice cereal. Yeah, I know. Um, but essentially they made their own alcohol and they would go get like yeast at the supermarket. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, I guess, what would he do? Water, slices of apple, and then this yeast and they would chuck it in a gallon jug and then they would just park it in the, in the garage for a couple of weeks. It would ferment. It would ferment, and then they would have their own alcohol. You've heard cases, though, where people are die because yeah. they make well, their he, own. He, yeah. It's funny you should say that. He's like, I can't believe we didn't die. Yeah. I mean, these guys were in high school and they were doing it. and You don't know hit, what you're doing. They don't know what they're doing, but they you know, had gotten the recipe uh, from somebody else, and so this was sort of passed down. I think that usually comes out, Steve. Sometimes they add things like formaldehyde, okay. and that's when you start yeah. getting into the uh, 
And to the, you that could would make die sense, drinking yeah. this stuff. But we used know. to make our own insulin using candy corn. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were sort of talking, can... trying to find, you know, when we were in high school, trying to find w- uh, what was called a runner. You know, somebody to try and buy your, your booze for you when right. you're underage. And, um, uh, you know, sometimes kids would, like, park themselves outside of a, a, a what do you call it, uh, like a Seven Eleven, or not, not Seven Eleven. They don't sell around here, but a, a, a beer distributor, a beer or a bar, yeah. or what you know. And I'm like, I don't know who in their right mind would buy alcohol for a, a minor. Like you know, when I turned 21, 22, it like, used to happen. Actually, I, I remember yeah, it was, it, it, when I when I was going to high school. Hey, can you can you not yeah. not for me, but people yeah. that I know who would do it. It was actually fairly common. The, the punishments seem to be not as frequent as they were back then. Were you buying alcohol for children? <laughs> oh, you can't do that, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, uh, Casey Applejack, fun fact, was uh, invented in New Jersey, colonial New Jersey, wow. and it was once known as Jersey Lightning. So, when bathtub gin, so bathtub gin and, and these things, when you know, uh, how, how we we know, obviously, making beer at home, you know, Kathy got you that wonderful kit that you were gifted, Preston. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but I mean, there's people who, do, who actually make their, distill their own spirits as well at yeah. home I, I i think when you start to move into that territory unless you really know what you're doing you're you're kind of playing with fire right not necessarily i've had homemade wine that's great really yeah. oh sure yeah, yeah. And, and so i've but, never had a homemade wine that was good yeah well then you're i mean no, i'm not you saying haven't that had you from have, the vineyards of mcelwain but every anytime somebody hands, hands you homemade wine i'm like oh god here we yeah, go yeah steve i think that's more about adding stuff to it okay that that will that will get you drunk but you're not supposed to drink it. You know what I mean? That's right. already made chemicals. But in the actual fermentation process, it, it should be. Oh, yeah, I got. Yeah, all right. and, and then it's just don't drink too much of that. I mean, yeah. because you know you can. That's die toilet from wine. Regular, <laughs> yeah. regular alcohol. I mean, that's the way I've always understood it. So. No, you're probably right because now they think about the stories where people have died. They've they've added things that are are. Chemically. Yeah, I mean, you know, like rubbing alcohol yeah. and, and and things that you're not supposed to drink. But you uh, drink like scope or whatever. Uh, hang on here, Kenny used to make toilet wine. Uh, hi, Kenny, you're on the line. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I'm hearing you guys uh, say the stuff that you're making. We used to that's jailhouse wine. We used to make that in jail. Really? All right. So, yeah. what's the what's the process of making jailhouse wine? Um, I mean, you know, I was, uh, you know, we were, we were, we were, uh, partners in it, but we get, get the apples from the kitchen and stuff. And with the apples from the kitchen and the yeast, I mean, I, I forget the exact process. Cause you know, I was, you know, I was more so just drinking with it. Yeah. <laughs> my, buddy, my, my, my cellmate used to make it. He was more the sommelier. Right? Yeah. yeah. Where did you get the yeast? Did, did you get the yeast from the kitchen as well? Yeah. May I ask you something? While you're making your apple, uh, your 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 drinks in your toilet, what do you do when you have to piss? When you actually have to, do you hold it for a couple of months? Or I mean, how does that happen? We used to put it in these big giant trash bags, and every so every so often you got to burp it. Because it fills up I with, gotcha. uh, the pressure, you know, the pressure. Yeah, Car- carbon pressure. dioxide. Yeah. Were there yeah. certain? Um, were there certain? For, for example, with vintages and years, and uh, <laughs> was there? Uh, this is this is from Louis' toilet. Oh, yeah. that no, oh, that's that's stay exceptional stuff. Straight from Graterford. Graterford. Yeah, straight from Graterford. All right, so so you would make it in <laughs> trash bags. Yeah. And uh, how long would it have to sit? Any idea? Uh, like a week. Okay, a week to get it done. Yeah, Maybe a little more. I mean, you know, it depends. And then after you get one going, if you get a batch going, then you can, you know, it's like that. You use that as the kicker for the next one. Kenny, would you get get 
ripped on it? Was it? Did it have a high alcohol content? Uh, it was, for one, it was horrible. It was disgusting. You know, you want to throw up right away, but but yeah, you get wrecked though. How did you get wrecked? How did it pair you with prison chi chi? Prison chi chi? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what? How, how do you make it? You mean? No, I'm no, saying no, no. Which, how would, did it would compare? It, yeah. Would you would you pair it with yeah. say yeah. a ramen and uh, Cheetos oh, yeah. mash? Yeah, you're, talk, you're talking about a good night then. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, you got your chi cheese and your wine. You're good to go. Put on your best prison stripes. Sit around the toilet. Bring over the bitch. Light a little can. Yes. Bring over the right. bitch. Mm, uh, give me that shiv. I want to cut us some. Uh... <laughs> I've been making beer in my intestines. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you going to finish that Vienna sausage? <laughs> oh, that's not a Vienna sausage. Oh, no. When you know the guys are fighting, if, if, they're, if they're fighting down the block, you know where the wine's at. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Okay. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Kenny. Get, all right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Where'd you get that hat? <laughs> get, Kenny, where'd you get that toilet wine? I hope Kenny's drinking better wines now. Uh, I think he is. Let me go to John was a corrections officer. He can he can comment on this, too. Hey, John, how you doing, man? All right. How you guys doing? Good. All right. So you've, you've seen this before then, right? Oh, absolutely. They used to hide it uh, under the bread. Um, they, the toilet wine they got from, they would hide it in the toilet. Uh, in a bag. Well, oh, in a bag. bag. So, so, so to speak. They would, they, would, they would cover the top of the toilet where they sit mm-hmm. with a with a towel, and uh, it's usually made with like bread, um, all different kinds of juices, sugar, yeast, um, and fruit, and they would get it all basically from the kitchen. The toilet of Greater Prison. Bitch wine. Prison bitch wine. Hold a on, rich John. tradition of felonies. <laughs> you know who they got as their spokesperson? James Mason. James Mason. Yeah, he actually did the When pres- I get home from a tough day on the studio lot, I love to dip into some prison wine made in the best of toilets from a local prison. <laughs> Pairs nicely with prison uh, chichi yes. made from crushed Doritos and ramen noodles. <laughs> Pick up some for you and your bitch. And cuts Almost. the sodium of the food of the chichi with the wonderful taste of toilet. <laughs> hey, John, did you ever try any of the uh, wine? No, no, I smelled it, but I did catch, I did catch uh, three dudes with a bag, and rather than write them up, I sat in the room and made them drink it. Oh, and dude. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's... They, were, they, were, they were about toasted. So I assume I would have to assume, uh, John, that 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 would not only would that quickly get you drunk, but that would quickly get you sick as well, right? Oh, within within three cups, they were wrecked. Oh my God! Wow, I can't even that imagine. Stuff is, that stuff is strong. Okay. Now occasionally I'll make milkshakes in my sit. toilet, but <laughs> but other what, than that, yeah. What'd you say, John? They they used to use the toilets for bird baths too. For bir- for, for bird baths? What's that? Yeah, like if they got in trouble. Oh. And they got locked in. What they would do is they would clean the toilet out, and then they would flush the toilet. Then they would use the water. They would stand in the toilet. Oh, my use God. The water and wash themselves off because they would be in their cells for, you know, a couple of days at a time. Oh. So, John, just before, just, before they were, just before they were going to bed and they were putting on their moisturizer. Yeah. <laughs> Doing their peel mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And putting the moisturizer on their elbows and everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. By the way, oh, somebody, somebody had a great idea. Kathy's bitch box wine. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Why was this thinking we Romano's toilet? <laughs> yes.
We had the the Chi-Chi contest. We might need to have the uh, Bitch Wine contest. Who the hell would drink that? (laughs) (laughs) Drunk day, come on. Turn it's wine. Nasty. All right, well, anyhow, I was not uh, familiar with this particular syndrome. Uh, I've never heard of anything like that. It's called auto-brewery syndrome, and uh, it's actually brewed in your body. It happens naturally, which is very, very strange. All right, uh, we need to take a break, and, uh, you know, you can get a couple of actually tasty alcoholic beverages when you stop by the Union Tap. You probably want to go by because I'm going to give away a $25 gift card right now. We'll take caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. And don't forget that uh, that's at 70, or I'm sorry, 2711 Comley Road in the Northeast. And the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle is taking over a different neighborhood bar every Thursday night this football season. Visit WMMR.com to learn when the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle is coming to your neighborhood. Brent Porsche will be at the Union Tap tomorrow night from 7 to 9 with some calendar girls. Stop in. Eagles tickets and more. We'll be back in just a moment. And we have the president of the Travis Mannion Foundation joining us before we get to the B-File. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturbed. Revivalists. Motionless and white. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Right, we have the Bizarre File, and then we have a guest. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, we're going to begin with this truly odd story. A Utah woman is facing two criminal charges after she reportedly claimed that her husband shot and killed her. Okay. There seems to be a hole in that story. There does, doesn't there? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Rebecca Nielsen of Bluffdale, Utah, is charged with one kind of criminal mischief and emergency reporting abuse, which is a third-degree felony. A woman who knows Nielsen and her husband received a text message, actually a few of them, from Nielsen's husband's phone saying that he had shot and killed his wife and didn't know what to do. The woman asked if he was serious and received more texts from the man's phone confirming it wasn't a joke. Now, the text also said Nielsen wasn't breathing and was dead. So this is the wife sending this on the right. husband's phone to uh-huh. this woman. Court documents state the woman then called 911 and reported the killing. Multiple agencies responded to the couple's residence. Several announcements were made while they were there asking for the man to exit the residence. And eventually, she, Nielsen, much to the officer's surprise, came out of the house. They thought she was dead. How dare you kill me? A few minutes later, her husband exited a motorhome that was parked on the property. (laughs) Oh, this is wonderful. Court documents state the man seemed confused as to why the officers were there. What the... The man told police that he had been talking to his friend on the phone when Nielsen started yelling at him. She allegedly took his phone away and then broke his laptop computer screen. After the argument, the man went to sleep in the RV. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go. Going to the RV. Going to the RV. Parked out there in the driveway. During an interview with police, Nielsen admitted to sending the text messages to the woman from her husband's phone. She claimed... That he was cheating on her, and she wanted to know if the woman would be an accomplice in covering up a crime. Huh. Wow. Uh, Didn't work out quite that way. They've been married for about 10 months, so... (laughs) They're off to a good start. They're off to a good start. (laughs) I think so. We'll see. She's been uh, charged with a couple of counts. That's pretty Everyone has their first faked murder. Sure. (laughs) They got to get past that. Yeah. And then it's on to Valhalla. 
Alaska's ravens and crows are shiny black pranksters that eviscerate garbage bags, pluck keys from snow machines, and swagger through parking lots like feathered mobsters. But sometimes, all that natural intelligence and curiosity can take a criminal turn. This is this is an interesting story. Rock-dropping blackbirds are accused of smashing out glass in half a dozen vehicles parked at Soldanta's Central Peninsula Hospital last week. Keith Randall, the hospital security manager, heard about the spate of broken windshields, rear windows, and sunroofs and figured that he was dealing with a vandalism problem. But he quickly realized what it was. But it was humans. It was not humans, I'm sorry, doing the damage. The evidence pointed to blackbirds. Observed over a period of time, picking up rocks and dropping them into the parking lot. He said, multiple people have said, oh, yeah, I've seen him do that before. Uh, Nurse Kathy McDaniel was killing time in her pickup, eating McDonald's french fries, texting her husband when she heard a giant boom like somebody had shot the roof. She climbed out uh, to uh, onto the step of her Silverado and peered up, and she saw a rock. She saw that her shattered sunroof was there as well. So she threw the rock on the ground, and at that moment, a blackbird flew down, picked it up, and took off with it. Do they know what the purpose of that is in nature? It can't simply to be to be pulling a prank. Listen to this. The raven was sitting on top of a light pole, She was, and she said, I'm like, well, you dirty dog. You dirty dog. The hospital posted a Facebook story about the rock-wielding birds, and several commenters shared stories of their own encounters with ravens. One said that they had heard about raven funerals. He picked up a road-killed bird to see what would happen. He left the carcass in the back of his pickup, and when he came back out, about 50 ravens surrounded the house, and he said they were all staring at me but making very little noise. He said, I never screwed with them again. Uh, someone else yeah, watched, one of our dead. Someone else watched the birds drop a jar of peanut butter on a pickup truck, and then they started going crazy on it. Uh, the uh, and they uh, apparently spread the light brown goo all over the front of the truck. Wow, this is all this is right out of Hitchcock. Yeah, the bird then targeted McDaniel's pickup. Uh, or sorry, the bird that had targeted McDaniel's pickup did about a thousand dollars in damage. So I wow, never, yeah. never heard of that. Usually, before. that's associated with some sort of natural behavior. Yeah, well, it seems I, like they're just being dicks. I just heard that uh, that ravens are really intelligent. They uh, are creatures. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they invented are, the internet. And then one last story. 900 Mercedes-Benz cars have been turned away at the Australian border after dozens of rare and exotic snails were found hiding inside their shipments. More than 30 heath snails, which have never before been detected in Australia, were found by the Department of Agriculture in shipments of the luxury German car. Australian biosecurity officers have taken the emergency measures of sending all 900 effective cars back to Europe. Wow! The exotic gastropods are a pest that will eat wheat, barley, and fruit trees and carry a range of parasites and fungal diseases. Just what they need in Australia. Uh, In excess of 30 snails uh, have been found to date. The department said health uh, heath snails have also been shown to transmit spores of alternaria, Fusarium and spores of rust have been found in its feces. They crap rust. How about that? The species may also be infected by larvae that affect sheep and goats. All kinds of Mercedes-Benz from cars to vans are believed to be affected, and the snail infestation could delay the orders of Australian customers. So they've had they have to watch for stuff like that. It was the the lanternfly came in vis-a-vis some shipment, right? 
Exactly. They can be invasive species and change uh, the whole ecosystem. All right, and there you go. That is what we have in the Bizarre File this morning. All right, we have a guest who is stopping by to promote a book that she has written. Uh, We have had uh, uh, conversations with people from the Travis Mannion Foundation a number of times. It's a wonderful Uh, organization. It's a great organization, and it's for uh, veteran services. Yes. And uh, Travis... Uh, was killed in 2007 by a uh, sniper in Iraq. He was awarded the silver and bronze stars. Uh, his sister is here. She's the president of the Travis Mannion Foundation. And uh, she has a book called The Knock at the Door, Three Gold Star Families Bonded by Grief and Purpose. Uh, it's coming out on the 5th. This is Ryan Mannion. Who's yeah. here this Good morning, Ryan. Good morning. Nice to see you. Nice to see you all. All right, so you are the president of the uh, Mannion Foundation. I am. And uh, you guys have been, it's been in existence for how long? Pretty much since Travis was killed. We became a 501c3 in 2008, but we really got to work right right after his loss. And okay. you've, you've grown exponentially. I mean, it's, it's been an, uh, a, uh, I, I don't know anyone who's not inspired and, and uh, gravitates towards this. So are you surprised at how fast um, you've been able to, you know, get up and, and increase and, and, and uh, spread the generosity? Um, you know, in ways, yes, sometimes, yeah. but... But I think it's all shows the strength of our military community. Yeah. And, you know, we have such an incredible group of veterans that are out there leading our programs each and every day. They, so It's a veteran support veterans. You yes, know, yeah. absolutely. I'm surprised, uh, surprised at how national it's become and, and probably international. It's based in Doylestown, which is where you live, yep. Ryan. Um, uh, Preston and I got an email last week or the week before. Uh, there's a guy who's stationed in Fort Benning, Georgia, and he's doing a ruck run. Is that what they're called? Yep. yep. And and so, uh, but he's doing it in honor and, and to benefit the Travis Mannion Foundation. So, you know, the, these are people who are aren't even in our area but listen to the show and are connected to you which is really cool yeah absolutely so we are we're we're headquartered right here in the philadelphia area and we definitely have a huge contingency in the northeast but we are a national veteran service organization we have uh eight offices across the country and we support veterans across across the world you know we're doing things uh Right here in the United States, but we even have events, like you said, outside of the U.S. The thing uh, with any negative, and it's, you know, in your, in your life, we had this discussion about, you know, losing a, f- a family member for, for any reason or whatever. And, and how you, you know, there was a story about uh, someone who was keeping a room intact and dealing with the loss of, of that person. And then the notion of honoring the person by moving forward and doing you know, an outreach on behalf of this person, honoring that person's memory. And and with the with the Gold Star families, I mean, you know, that's it's it's such a to me. I I've only experienced it through movies and 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 documentaries. I mean, there's you know the classic scene in in a Private Ryan, and there's a movie called the the Human Comedy that that depicts it. You know, it's just such we don't know what it can't even you know. Hopefully, many of us you know some many have had to endure it, but we don't know on that level. So when this happens, you know, and and you turn it around and 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 see the response. Still, you you all five star families just share something that we can't understand, you know, and 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 so it, it's got to be to be in the company of other families has to be, I assume, cathartic and 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 a, a wonderful thing for you. Absolutely, you know, we made a conscious effort after Travis was killed to make sure that we continued his legacy of service. Right. And, you know, this organization, while it's named the Travis Manning Foundation, it's. It represents this generation of men and women who have served and sacrificed. Okay, so the book is uh, The Knock at the Door, Three Gold Star Families, uh, Bonded by Grief and Purpose. So uh, 
you're not the only author. You you got together with other people to put. This I together. did. Okay. They actually are both um, uh, work with me at the Travis Manning Foundation. Heather lost her husband Robert in 2010, and Amy lost her husband Brendan in 2010 as well. And the three of us wrote this story to share our story, and not just our knock at the door, but also to help people that will inevitably get their knock at the door. Not just from military service, but you know, all of us deal with life-changing, altering situations. If you're not a, just a Gold Star family, anyone who's had anybody who's a police officer or somebody who's lost, it's a similar Absolutely. Or, yeah. I mean, you know, I talk a lot in the book about the diagnosis of my mom getting cancer. Like, yeah. That was another knock at the door for me, just yeah. in a different form. Right, right. So is this a form of, uh, uh, I mean, is the book uh, to help out with people coping with grief? Is that mainly what it's about? Yeah, or you know, or? we're calling it a little bit part memoir, part self-help. Um, we're certainly not experts in self-help, but I think one of the most important things I learned as I've traveled over these last 12 years after losing my brother is that, you know, you learn the best by watching how other people can learn and grow. That's and clearly so it. Yeah. We, we have found that there have been things along the way that have worked for us, and the hope is that we can share our story um, in the hopes that it helps others. Right, Ryan, it, it, it really comes down to that. So if you... Uh, so if you have a situation, you know, anyone you talk about, you know, cancer or dealing with that, yeah, you can have a doctor come and say that, you know, here's what you can expect. But when you when you look across at someone else who's experienced it or is it is another plateau, another level of understanding. And then suddenly, you know, I, I see it all the time with with. The, so, you know, I, I had cancer and beat it and and, and people who have who've done likewise or anybody. It, it's it's something there's you have to see someone who's gone through the exact same thing and it makes it. Uh, Preston, you talked about finding a Facebook group that addressed an issue that you, yeah. yeah. And yeah. just that little thing oh meant yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, we kind of took this book as an example of what we do at the Travis Manning Foundation. Where it's it's all about building a community. Right. A community of like-minded individuals that want to continue to go out and serve. That's what we do at the the foundation. But with this book, it's it's also about creating that community of people that uh, take the topic of grief and make it less taboo. And talk about, you know... I talk about a lot of the good things that, that I've been able to do since I've lost Travis, but there were some hard days. Yeah. And, you know, the the purpose of it was how did I become stronger? Right. You know, and, and we we share a lot of those stories and um and hope that again, Amy's story, Heather's story, my story, we all took very different paths to get to where we are today. People look at emotions like anger and grief and sadness as negatives, and there are certainly negative connotations, but they're also, they serve a purpose, you know, and they, they help you get through things that uh, other emotions can. I learned this from the movie Inside Out. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But but it really, they, they're, there's so much um, that uh, grief can do for you, and it also can be a bonding thing. So, uh, But before um, we let you go, there's a book signing that's coming up in November. Absolutely. So uh, next Saturday, November 9th at the Doylestown Bookstore, uh, they're going to be doing a book signing at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock, excuse me, at 3 o'clock. So I hope that the people around this area will get to come out. We don't, you know, they don't do a lot of book signings anymore when you release books, something I found out. <laughs> so come, it's, come down, we'll sign your Kindle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's it's kind of special. So we're looking forward to, like, being able to meet people and um, and, and talk the, to people. There. The information on that again, where was it and when? Doylestown Bookshop, Saturday, November 9th at 3 p.m. And if perhaps you, you're going through something and you want someone to talk to and, and want to broaden your 
a perception of other people out there who might be able to help you and, and talk to you and counsel you a little bit, this might be a good entree into that. Absolutely. Yeah. Are proceeds going to assist the foundation? Part of the proceeds okay. from the book will go to the Travis Manning Foundation. And then you guys have events throughout the year, usually, right? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. Everything. Okay. Nice. All the time. All right. Well, let us know when those are going on. Okay? Wonderful. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for being here, Ryan. We Thanks appreciate for having it. me. The book, by the way, is called The Knock at the Door, uh, Three Gold Star Families Bonded by Grief and Purpose. So thank you much, uh, to, very much to Ryan Manning for being here this yes. morning. And that is available officially on the 5th. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. And uh, we have less than question more stuff on the way. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Anyhow, we are going to do a lesson question today. And we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Steely Dan. Uh, Friday, November 8th, they are playing the Met. And it's a three-night stand. And uh, so these are uh, tickets. They're playing the six, eight, the ninth. So we're going to give away tickets for the eighth. I think I'm going to go off the board here, Nick. All right. Who's the uh, Who's the spokesman for toilet wine? Two one five two six three WMMR. Who's the spokesman for prison toilet wine? Beautiful. Let's see if you're listening and you know the answer. Call right now. And while you're calling in, we're going to do this little thing we call the Hollywood trash. The trash business is a gold mine. WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Worldwide Stereo's 40th anniversary mega sale. Three days, two locations, one crazy sale. In store only November 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Montgomeryville and Ardmore stores. The biggest sale in 40 years. Details at Worldwide Stereo. Dot com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Kevin Spacey won't be charged in a sexual assault case in Los Angeles because the alleged victim died during the investigation. Detectives are reportedly looking into why Spacey's legal team recorded the victim's deposition on a chainsaw. <laughs> hey! Hulk Hogan, narrowly escaping death after a private jet he was on, had two tires blow out during a rough landing. Apparently, as Hogan felt he was sure he was going to die, he loudly confessed to being bald, to which the other passengers responded, we know. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Christy Brinkley's ex, ex-husband, 60-year-old Peter Cook, has proposed to his 21-year-old girlfriend, Alba. Cook says he instantly knew Alba was his soulmate years ago when he saw her getting off a school bus. Yeah. <laughs> That's your Hollywood track. Heidi, uh, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, who is the sponsor? The spokesperson. Uh, for prison toilet wine, we'll go to Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing, yeah, man? Kazooks. Yeah, Kazooks, yeah, buddy. All right, who's the spokesperson for prison toilet wine? That'd be James Mason. James Mason. Yeah! yeah! Hang on, Mike. We'll get your info, and then we'll set you up with tickets to see this band, Steely Dam, Friday, November 8th at the Met Philly. Part of their epic three-night stand at the Met, November 8th, 9th, and, I'm sorry, 6th, 8th, and 9th, and the show on the 9th is sold out. Some tickets for the 6th and 8th are still available via Ticketmaster.com, and there are complete details at WMMR.com. Let's do music news, if you will. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by October Auto Fest at Hyundai City. This fall air has brought out their best deals of the year. More savings, more for your trade, more overall value. You can shop now at HyundaiCity.com. Uh, Papa Roaches, Jacoby Shaddix, fi- and members of Five Finger Death Punch, and also Motley Crue's Tommy Lee 
have all joined the cast of an upcoming horror movie called The Retaliators. The Retaliators. Yeah. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch bassist Chris Kale, along with guitarist Jason Hook and Zoltan Bathory, are uh, Bathory. I'm sorry. Are uh, recently had recently posted messages and photos on social media from the set of the movie. The news was revealed by Alan Kovac, the head of the label that all three bands are signed to, formerly known as 117 Music. The company has now rebranded itself as Better Noise Music and will expand its services to include film production, among others. There are retaliators, and then there are retaliators. <laughs> uh, Better Noise recently wrapped production on a drama called Snow Babies, about America's heroin epidemic, complete with music from the label's artists. Oh, it's not the delightful collectibles? No. Uh, that movie is expected in summer 2020, while The Retaliators is currently shooting. Better Noise will also be backing Nikki Six's musical theater production of The Heroin Diary. It's funny, a lot of the rockers are into horror stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. just part of the deal, part of the image. Well, speaking of horror stuff, Ghost Mastermind and singer Tobias Ford is still Rolling Stone, Germany, in a new interview that he is inspired to get back to work with the band's fifth full-length LP. Asked if he knows the musical direction of the next album, Forge replied, I pretty much have the concept of the record done and tons of titles, tons of ideas, and also a lot of things that I want to perfect that I think we haven't done before. So, yeah, I feel very inspired that come January I'm going into the studio. He said, I'm in the beginning phases of putting songs together and writing. I write a lot all of the time. Uh, you get the idea for a song. I can get that anywhere. I've arranged and figured out a lot of songs in the shower. At least uh, how I work is that over the course of a year or two, I just have a lot of ideas, put them into a big basket of ideas, basically. Uh, Ghost's recent North American tour wrapped on October 26th. I'm waiting for the Ghost Christmas album. Yeah. And then one last story. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, even the staunchest critic has to hand it to Elton John for publishing what is arguably one of the most entertaining and honest memoirs in rock among the many hysterical stories contained in the New York Times bestseller. Me is the rocket man and his hero and friend John Lennon in 1974 making their way through a pile of cocaine at Manhattan's Sherry Netherland Hotel. Elton writes about the pair partying. When somebody knocks on the door, which Elton, in his inebriated state, is convinced is the cops. He writes, John gestured for me to see who it was. I looked through the peephole. My reaction was a peculiar combination of relief and incredulity. Incredulity? Incredulity? Yeah. Uh, John, I whispered, it's Andy Warhol. So John shook his head frantically and drew his finger across his throat. He goes, no effing way. Don't answer it. What do you mean don't answer it? It's Andy Warhol. And then there's more jock, uh, knocking. John rolled his eyes and says, has he got that camera with him? Uh, and he said, I looked through the spy hole and nodded. Andy took his Polaroid camera everywhere. Yeah. And he goes, right, said John. And do you want him coming in here, take his Polaroid camera, take photos when you've got icicles of Coke hanging out of your nose? And I had to concede that I did not. He said, then don't effing answer it. Uh, he, John whispered that to him, and then we crept back to doing whatever we were doing, <laughs> trying to ignore the continued knocking of the world's most famous pop artist. So they ignored they, they yeah. him off. Yeah. Uh, Elton admitted that once John Lennon uh, reunited with Yoko Ono in 1975 after their 14-month separation, he and Lennon found themselves leading far different lives in the second half of the 1970s. He said, after the year that I spent with John on and off and became uh, becoming good friends, uh, I didn't really see much more of him because he was happy. His life was back together. He wasn't the raving drug addict, you know. We took a lot of drugs together. We misbehaved together. 
Uh, he'd find solace again. And I think with Sean, maybe he, and I talked uh, uh, about people making mistakes with their first kid. He said, and I didn't think that he was the best of father in the world to Julian. Uh, I don't think he wanted to make that same mistake again with Sean. But it was when he and Yoko got back together that he yeah, settled down. He did. And he stopped partying so hard. Uh, so in the movie, did you see the movie Rocket Man? No, I'm, I, I got to see yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's good. And then yeah. they, they uh, he picks, in the movie they say he picked John as his last name from John Lennon. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, Elton, who is Sean Lennon's godfather, last saw John Lennon on September 13th, 1980, when he and Yoko joined Elton at his after party following his massive free concert in New York's Central Park. So... That'd be a pretty cool memoir, I think. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like uh, there's a whole bunch of stories. He, he, you know, he was known for his diva uh, attitude a lot, and there are stories that he finds incredibly painful to relate, but he wants to because they become the stuff of rock and roll lore. Right. And uh, there are some real mind blowers. Uh, there's a video that was making the rounds. Nick has it pulled up right now. It's a little kid, like a baby, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe six months old, dressed as Elton. In white with feathers and the big sunglasses, <laughs> playing a little bitty grand uh-huh. piano. It's, it's hilarious. It's on PrestonandSteve.com. Is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. please take a look when you get a chance if you need a smile. <laughs> and that's what I have in music news. All right, we need to get our sec- secret text word winner, Kathy Romano. Yes. Give us a number, the best number you got. Oh, my God. Oh my this God. is so exciting. I'm going to go with 19. Oh, my it's God. It's the bestest number ever. 215263 WMMR. If you happen to know the secret text word and you're the 19th caller, you can win that. We'll grab a random text or two with the prize over here. Lewis Black tickets. We'll get to the details more. Wrap it up when we get back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Wait. Apropos for Halloween being tomorrow, mysterious, creepy day. Creepy. About 10.39, and uh, I want to thank you for being a part of today's program. We're getting ready to wrap up in just a moment, but before we do that, we do have to get our winner uh, for the secret text word. So we were looking for... Caller number 19, and I have that caller. The caller is Pat. Hello there, Pat. I know, Preston. Good, buddy. Uh, you'll be doing better if you can give me the secret text word, please. The text word today is anger. Anger. Oh. That's correct, my man. Yes. <laughs> I love it, Pat. Hang on the line, man. We'll get that information, and we're going to give you tickets to see Lewis Black. He's bringing his It Gets Better Every Day comedy tour to the Miriam Theater on March 6th. And tickets are on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at KimmelCenter.org. There is a pre-sale. It takes place tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. while supplies last. And the password is Rockstar. We had a random texter win as well, and that was Frank Smith from Lansdale. So we will give Frank the tickets to see... Uh, Lewis Black as well. Black Betty had a child. Uh, all right. <laughs> I got a call from my cousin yesterday. He said, thank you for playing this song because it changed the entire course of his day. Um, it just, whatever the energy of the song was when we played it yesterday, yeah. like, it just completely turned his day around. He was singing it all day long. Uh, and when he was leaving work for the day, I guess he was singing it so much that other people that he was working with started, singing, started singing as well. 
was infectious. Hey, hey can I just say a quick congratulations to, uh, you guys remember a guy named Stork we all used to yes. work with. That, uh, Everyone thought he was brain dead. <laughs> Y100, yeah. Well, I went to college with him as well, and, and uh, he is um, responsible for me being with you guys. So um, he and his... I believe it's his fiance. Uh, just welcome a, a baby boy into the world today. Aww. So congratulations to uh, Stork and uh, his fiance, and, and congratulations on Alexander. He's eight, almost nine pounds, twenty-one inches. We've called him Stork for so long, I forgot what his actual name is. Wayne. Wayne. That's Wayne. it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne wrecked the Y one hundred vehicle, didn't he? Hmm. Maybe is that him. Did he? The. The Hummer or no, one, just one of the vehicles? You know what? You're right. Had. You're I think right. he did, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, not bad, bad. I mean, he was a fender bender <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Uh, but other than that, he's a great guy. <laughs> Besides What's that, he doing these days? Uh, I don't know. Working on like finance or something. Oh, yeah. right. No, you All guys right, are well, tight. Well, congratulations. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. He does something with like numbers. <laughs> Uh, dude, I'm the same way. Listen, especially if somebody tells me if they work uh-huh. at, that has to do with software or, or any of that stuff, I hear that, and then the rest of it goes blah, 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 because I'm so lost in that uh-huh. world. We don't know, yeah. I don't know what you do. You always remember, though, if someone's a lion tamer. Well, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. Of I mean, course. that's, you yeah. Know, you're going to remember that. But I'm, I'm the same way, Kay, so. <laughs> All right, anyhow. Uh, thank you to Ryan Mannion, who just stopped by. She's the president of the Travis Mannion Foundation. A new book called The Knock at the Door, uh, Three Gold Star Families, Bonded by Grief and Purpose, is available on November 5th. And thank you to the Union Tap and their ridiculous burgers that they brought by this morning. They're gigantic, they're decadent, and they are hosting the 2019 Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle tomorrow night. And they're at uh, 2711 Comley Road in the Northeast. Our buddy Brent Porsche is going to be there from 7 to 9. He's going to bring some of the President's Eve calendar girls along. And uh, stop by because you might only you not, might not only win tickets to Sunday's Eagles-Bears game, but also you might win an autographed uh, helmet uh, by Derek Barnett. So some cool stuff, and it's always a good time. And, of course, they have specials, uh, $2.50 Bud Light drafts and $3 Bud Light platinum bottles. So check it out. Uh, hello there, Pierre Robert. Why, hi. How are you doing today? Fine, thanks. Excellent, man. What's it like out there? It looks drab and dreary. It's a touch drab and a touch dreary, but a touch delightful. Kind of comfy, right? It's a triple D. All right, triple, triple D. Yeah. I like that. Drab, dreary, and, and delightful. delightful. That's a beautiful thing. It makes for a good combination. It does. Cool. All right, well, uh, you want to get the letter of the day? I do. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A as in antenna. All right, and we have a $500 Steven Singer Jewelers gift card to give away, and we will do that on Friday. There's only two more letters to go. Visit IHateStevenSinger.com for all of the information. Uh, what's coming up today? Well, we got Cool Workforce Block, Smashing Pumpkins. We got uh, Tom Petty, Grace Slick's birthday today. We're going to do a block of the Jefferson Airplane, which will be fun. Can you believe she's 80? I didn't know she was that old. Yeah, 80. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Oh yeah, she's God. older than Mick Jagger. Wow. I've seen video of her, and she doesn't color her hair anymore, and she's, you know, quite gray. Um, and uh, So that's kind of shocking when you, you know, envision know. that uh, yes. 60s look. From the Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I did not know she was 80. There's something about that number. I know. Even 78, 79, but wow. 
Well, I didn't know that, so we'll celebrate. Um, we also, uh, speaking of anniversaries, it's 10 years ago that uh, Pearl Jam was closing the spectrum. So we're in the middle of those closing dates. So we've been trying to do something every day. And um, today was the the third of four shows. So we'll play a song from the spectrum from uh, tonight, the 30th, in 2009, 10 years ago. There was only one more night, which was tomorrow. And uh, Nick and I were there and Matt all four did, of those nights. Did they dress up as Devo that night? The, on did. Halloween, they did. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the very last night, which was That's the very cool. last show. I went in costume. I went, my brother and I and a couple other people went as... Uh, uh, Wizard of Oz characters, which was a lot of fun. Who were you? Uh, I, I was the lion. Okay. My brother was the uh, Tin Man on a costume that was way too tight. <laughs> I think I had you could you could tell what Perfect. religion he was, but I, I think I have the um, I have a photo of it somewhere. Okay. But Pierre gave me as a housewarming present the posters from from that uh, those four shows at the Spectrum, which was a great great present. Uh, and I'm not usually um, a, a concert poster kind of a guy, but those four are pretty iconic and and really cool. So yeah, the last four shows ever at the Spectrum. Wow. Yeah, they really were quite special, and uh, we had coverage every single night. So uh, some more of that will be coming uh, later today. Excellent. Uh, I'd like to thank the sponsors of this fine program, Planet Fitness. You can get the Planet Fitness Black Card, and you can use any of over 1,700 locations nationwide anytime you want. That was kind of that was kind of narcissistic of me to say this fine program. I should say the fine sponsors yes, of this yeah. program. This incredible program. God, we're awesome. Yeah. We are this I, astonishing I entertainment extravaganza. I think you're a fine program. Thank you, Pierre. Make sure you tell someone what you heard today. Also, (laughs) I, on the other hand, am a feeble program. (laughs) No, you're not. Not Fine and feeble. I need another F. Uh, we got a few. Grab and yeah, there's a couple Fs out there we can throw in. Also uh, brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Uh, oh, yeah, shout out uh, to Aiden Gebby. Junior at Marple Newtown High School, who's sitting right behind Casey right now. So there's a shout out for you. Hey, tomorrow on our program, it's Halloween. That's enough said. That's right all there. you need to yep. know. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Hello, Preston. Hello, Steve. I hate that song, but today's my Friday because I'm getting married on Halloween. Stop trying to change the Next message. Hi, excuse me. Do you have a mag light for my bottle? Next message. Is, is this true, really? People don't want to go trick-or-treating in the rain. Oh, my God. No, let's move in another day. I don't want the children to get a cold. Put a trash bag on your kids. Wear an umbrella. What the hell's wrong with you? The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.